This podcast is protected under the laws of the United States and other countries. Unauthorized duplication, distribution, or exhibition may result in civil liability, criminal prosecution, and the wrath of the tall man. <laughs> Boy! Hey, let's talk about you, the ID10T community events at ID10T.com, like Russ Stevens, a.k.a. Cool Movies Darth, who uh, has started a podcast called 90 for Chill, uh, which Russ says is dedicated to movies with a runtime between 74 and 99 minutes, the time frame that I feel is ideal. Russ, I could not agree with you more. That is a fantastic idea. Uh, Russ goes on to say there are times you need a cinematic fix but don't have time for the latest Scorsese masterpiece or offering from a comic book universe. There's also times when you know you need a conclusion to prevent a binge costing you a whole night. Um, my guests and I try to follow these guidelines as we chat up features that are definitely worth your time and are beyond easy to make time for. 90 for Chill, the podcast, can be found on all major podcast platforms at 94chill.com, and that's spelling out 90, uh, N-I-N-E-T-Y, 4-F-O-R, chill. Um, so there you go. Thank you so much for sharing, Russ. A uh, really great idea for a podcast. Events at ID10T.com for everyone else. Little hands, it's time to rock and roll. Bring the noise. Welcome to 90 for Chill, the podcast with Cat Bus Russ. This is your host, Cat Bus Russ. And today we're going to have our second marathon episode. So the idea is in order to recognize a movie that is over two hours long, we got to get there with a bunch of sub 100 minute movies. Our theme will be possession because that's what our main event is going to be about. And my guest this week is Jonathan Romeo. You can find his work at a mindonfire.com and he's currently working on another project called a film worth fighting for so we're going to talk about six movies three apiece from each party then we'll get to our main event about the 1973 william freaking classic so heck 50 years well timed so thank you jonathan for coming on the show let me drop the trailer for that feature and we'll get on with the festivities Where'd this come from? I found it. Well, let's both put it. You really don't want me to play? Captain Howdy said no. Who's Captain Howdy? You're gonna die up there. I need reassignment. You're the best we've got. I think I've lost my faith. Is there someone inside you? Sometimes. Who is it? Is it Captain Howdy? Have you ever heard of exorcism? How do you go about getting an exorcism? I beg your pardon? I'm Damien Carroll. I'd like to help you. Where's Reagan? In here with us. I believe we should begin. Avoid conversations where the demon The demon is a liar. He will mix lies with the truth. Why, Demi? To attack us. Do not listen. That thing isn't my daughter. It is he who commands you. The power of Christ compels you. What an excellent day for an exorcism.
this is 90 for chill the podcast with cat bus russ this is your host cat bus russ and as i probably stated during the introduction and i know i always play the trailer to the focus of the thing uh during the the podcast during the uh intro so you'll know what we're going to talk about but just play along uh as we build towards the main event uh so this is going to be a podcast about um well it's spooky month of course so it's gonna be a podcast about horror and in this case the concept of possession so we're gonna we've got a pretty wide lineup of movies this is gonna be a marathon and the uh contestant today against me is a man on fire do you want (laughs) to drop the real name or just uh stick with your uh yeah no that's that's okay yeah all right, so it's uh no, my name is Jonathan. Uh, yep. Yeah, uh, yeah. So uh, again, the uh, fed Jonathan. <laughs> so I think we might be having some delay issues, maybe with the video. So let's uh, not to say that you don't look pretty, but let's just try uh, cutting that out then. <laughs> All right. Okay. All right, so, yeah, Jonathan Romero, another, this is the uh, second podcast that I've uh, found somebody from the uh, uh, Fediverse, um, definitely on uh, Mastodon, my preferred social media now. Yes. All right, and uh, we've been trying to get uh, together to do a show, Um so but i think we've found the ideal time for that episode um and yeah so you were excited about uh well you wanted to talk about a uh horror movie that uh definitely got a strong influence and i guess you know cats out of the bag since uh last friday uh the latest attempt to revive the franchise came out with the exorcist believers (laughs) Uh, it's a movie I haven't seen, uh, and I'm not the religious type, so, um, but it was, a uh, so, so it'll get interesting, so this marathon will get interesting with, uh, the fact that, uh, I've got some films lined up that kind of state towards, uh, scientific standpoint of it, and I believe you do as well. Yeah, yeah. All right, so... But, uh, you know, let's uh, start with the formalities of the marathon. Of course, we're going to, uh, this time, come up with triple features and then our main event movie. So essentially a six, an eight, a ten, and a midnight show. Midnight show is going to be The Exorcist. And um, then it's just uh, three other movies we'll talk. So we'll end up talking about six movies beforehand. And I got to get that movie playing in my peripheral make sure i get that mute okay don't need to see the ad for whatever amc showing it's really weird now with hbo max (laughs) or max as they call it now so what a horrible (laughs) then uh so the uh so of course uh if you were listening to the uh podcast the sam elliott podcast uh the first marathon i had my movie theater is the uh, six raven movie house or the movie or the murder movie house however you want to call it and um 
So last time I think was Sasquatch Cinemas from uh, my buddy Andrew TD. Uh, so, and as I say, I got a popcorn machine. He's got a grill. So, uh, Jonathan, what would you like to name your cinema, and what do you want to add to your uh, amenities? Uh, going old school on the name with the Palladium. Nice, nice. Uh, yeah, maybe, maybe. Can I tell you about the interior or just the amenities? Oh no, you can tell me about the interior. The interior is like old school movie theater, like you know, twenties, thirties, where the architecture was still grand. Mm-hmm. Um, modern seats, right. recliners, right? Uh-huh. Uh, fully. Stopped. Sorry. Okay. Well. Um, well, as I, I was trying to make clear with the uh, amenities, so. I know, oh, I, know yeah, you got, I know you got so much stuff, but we're building cinemas here right now. So Okay. Yeah. Well so... the amenities would be fully stocked bar. Okay. All all the great scotches and beers, you name it. Okay. Be all right. So I don't mean to further cut you off, but as I say, we're building these things, so it's one amenity. So still blink bring your blankets <laughs> to sit no. on and uh you've got bathrooms, so <laughs> should be able to make it uh gosh. Let's see. This movie Exorcist wouldn't end till about two eh, thirty or so. So it's a good. Uh, I guess that would be in. Let's see. Trying to think back to eight. Yeah, about eight and a half hours. So, and uh, I guess I guess at the. Uh, so my new amenity, aside from my popcorn machine, I don't want to take your bar. So, hmm. I guess I'm just gonna have to stock all the candy at this point. So, you, so there you go. You got your sugar rush to get you through this marathon. <laughs> uh, you know. So, all right. So, um, I guess uh, it's uh, your choice. Do you want to start with your marathon, or do you want me to throw out mine and play off of that? Hey, it's your house. Uh, why don't you start it? Okay. So. Uh, luckily I ended up watching, uh, everything pretty much, uh, during this week binge in a, um, ends up being in the order I would do it in. So I'll start with, uh, John Carpenter's Prince of Darkness, uh, from, <laughs> from 1987, uh, starring, um, let's see, well, I gotta get the star's name. I know Lisa Blount is one of them. You got Dennis Dune from, uh, Carpenter's. Big Trouble in Little China along alongside Victor Wong. So that would be uh, Wang and Egg accordingly. So probably one of the weaker leads, I would say, for the uh, Carpenter's movies. Um, and uh, I mean, he's definitely, uh, shoot, I can't, I thought I had his name typed in my notes. I just, you know, thought of the idea, though, that his, since it's a bunch of graduate students, <laughs> I'm sorry, in the 80s, if you weren't throwing some off-speed stuff, you would not have a mustache at that age. (laughs) (laughs) So, oh, geez, let me get my notes going. Well, get the IMDB going. Uh, Come on, you know my key would have been predictive text. Come on. Uh, While you're you're looking for that, that, that is interesting. You know, you watch all these, like, older horror, horror movies or even movies in general from like eighties and even the seventies, like that's the oldest looking teenager I've ever seen. Oh yeah. Oh, it's, well, I've watched a lot of Italian stuff. So, uh, 
Yeah. I mean, if I if I'm getting into if I if everything is still what you said it was going to be, we'll have more to talk about that. Sure. Uh, so let's see. And yeah, our mustache belongs to Jameson <laughs> Parker. Um, seventies name. So I guess yeah, ten years earlier that would have been perfect. I suppose. Uh, oh, he's got and he's clean shaven there. Good looking guy. Uh, on his IMDb, but uh, yeah, mainly a television actor. Uh, Simon and Simon was his biggest <laughs> thing. Uh, <laughs> so yeah, it's a basically. Oh, and Donald Pleasance is in this movie, of course. So uh, from Carpenter's Halloween and uh, Escape from New York, and this time I think his uh, his accent kind of works out all right. Like. I guess Loomis can be British. Uh, Rob Zombie carried that on with Malcolm McDowell in the remake. Um, but he definitely can't be president of the United States. <laughs> so Donald Pleasance is, uh, has discovered a church, a uh, Catholic church in uh, Los Angeles, which is, holds the secret of a provided to us by extraterrestrial Jesus of uh, the, <laughs> of the fiscal manifestation of Satan inside a uh, little glass tube. And fearing that the power is getting stronger, he hires a bunch of essentially uh, atheist college students to uh, grad students led by uh, Victor Wong to uh, analyze what's going on and possibly save the world. And in the meantime, as this is all going on, you have a homeless population led by Alice Cooper <laughs> ready to uh, inter- wel- welcome the manifestation of Satan back into the world. And with this uh, green goo, eventually it's going to start possessing uh, everybody. <laughs> and it's up to our survivors to take it on. And unfortunately... Uh, Dennis Dune is not Wang from uh, uh, Big Trouble in Little China. He's actually kind of the chicken shit of the movie. So, but uh, it's kind of, I, I kind of think it's uh, basically, in a sense, uh, Salt on Precinct 13, except we got a church. That's a good analogy. Yeah. Yeah. So, and uh, I don't know what it says that. Uh, evil Satan is mobilizing the homeless, but yeah. So, so that just further message. Don't abandon those folks. We hardly carry cash. If you got a little cash, maybe throw it their way. <laughs> so, uh, so the, this rewatch though, really, cause I've seen it a couple times. This, um, having to take notes on it kind of definitely got a better handle on it. I think as, as I say, I didn't really pick up on the, uh, possible Scientology element of it that space Jesus is, uh, trying oh, yeah. cut is, uh, is responsible for this. And, um, I actually, when it comes to the possession element, uh, once we, get one person infected they basically have to spray the goo in your mouth orally so it's kind of like uh evil is a a venereal disease so and there's certain sequences when uh i would say that kind of suggests some 80s homophobia yeah uh and especially with the uh yeah with the aids uh 
epidemic raging at the time, right? Right. And of course, if you're a fan of They Live, you know this is a good jab at Reagan. So, mm-hmm. um, yeah. And then uh, let's see. Okay, covered all of the flaws with our 40 something grad students. <laughs> I mean, I, I live in Champaign, Urbana. I've seen some old grad students, but yeah, again. I- yeah, I live in a I live in a college town too, and I see some older students. But yeah, I guess. But they, the teenagers back then, I mean, it was like, well, old oh well, go to Halloween. Um, yeah, I, I mean, example. I, could, I mean, Jamie Lee Curtis, age appropriate essentially, but uh, our uh, woman who gets strangled by the phone was 30 at that point i think if she wasn't 30 then yeah. she was definitely 30 the next year for rock and roll high school mm-hmm. so, so um, and and they they weren't even like um you know how you get some starts today where they're 30 but yeah they could pass for 20 uh, they, they didn't even try that back then it was like uh well, have you ever... yeah go ahead go on i'm sorry oh no, no. Well, i was gonna say have you ever seen movies like graduation day uh, they clearly... I think I've watched the cinema, uh, the cinema snob video on that one. Oh, yeah. yeah, I mean, they, they clearly weren't graduating high school. Oh no. <laughs> uh, well, I think graduation day, or maybe I got it wrong, was uh, actually like people going back to school for like a reunion. But um, oh. never, never mind. But never mind. Yeah. They didn't change the actors, so they looked like they're. 30 somethings okay so that might be appropriate for for the current time not not their teenage looks yeah i mean uh eh, granted i i could pull off uh i still occasionally get carded so like eh, i guess i can see it but uh almost it's almost tempting at you know 43 it's like well if you can get pull it off maybe you shouldn't be showing off your grace and just do the crazy colors like everybody else um (laughs) Embrace the grades. Yes. Oh, no, I, I've thought about going total Anderson Cooper, you know, so. Oh, there you go. <laughs> yeah. Good uh, stuff. Yeah. So uh, so the characters, as they say, it's kind of the um, science. It, I Really, it does ground, uh, ground religion in science since we're, you know, okay, obviously, you know, there's a very slim chance that we're the only beings in the universe unless you uh take on concepts like yeah that's not necessarily true because of you know be it religion or the fact that nobody's discovered us yet or has announced us as a discovery but um i mean eventually you get some time loop stuff like i didn't really catch on to like the dream sequences which is basically people in 99 telling people in 87 uh yeah, we're about to get uh shagged. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> so, uh, other other charming little elements is again Dennis Dunes being the the uh, chicken shit and and little elements like he's eating an apple at one point as he's mocking religion. Uh, ah, yeah. yeah. And this is the first movie that first time I was really heard of Schrodinger's cat. So. 
And then, mm-hmm. uh, yeah, uh, other notes I have is why is the, uh, you know, let's tax the churches. Why is our priest in a limo? <laughs> I mean, that was probably more of a John Carpenter decision. Like, eh, we got the limo here. Why yeah. Not? Um, yeah, so I think I've uh, covered a lot of that. Anything else you want to add? No, just uh, uh, some some of what land. Uh, excuse me. Uh, some of what Carpenter does can be out outlandish, like the priest showing up in a, in a limo. But it, it could also be going back to what you were saying, jab at the uh, at the Catholic Church. Now I don't I don't know his religious uh, bearings one way or the other, but the Catholic churches have a lot of money. Oh yeah. Oh no, you're. Let's see. Uh, only. I mean, I really wish uh, Godfather 3 would have worked out better, because I, I think it would have been, uh, I can't remember the funny word for the uh, business side of it that uh, the Corleones were purchasing. Yeah. Uh, but, um, yeah, just uh, kind of feel bad about Godfather 3, because, hey, Talia Shire's Coppola's sister it works out fine with her. <laughs> why uh-huh. not? Why not think your daughter could fill in for uh, Winona Ryder? <laughs> Yeah. Have you seen the uh, uh, Coppola's uh, personal yeah. cut? No, I haven't yet. Um, it's one of those yeah. things like I got a three pack already. <laughs> it's kind of like. Uh, yeah, that, I mean, and I, and I like Godfather three still. It's just you can tell it's just it's it wears its errors on its sleeves. <laughs> and there's some scenes that I do enjoy in it, but. I think it's a good, you know, especially we're talking, uh, uh, well, we're not talking about it, but we're looking at everything through the lens of this new, uh, the new Exorcist movie. Um, Godfather 3 is like when a franchise has run out of steam. Well, Coppola didn't want to make the movie. First he didn't. He, yeah, he did not. Yeah, yeah. He just didn't have any money. The wine wasn't selling fast enough at that uh-huh. point. Yeah. Um, and I haven't, the studio, I, mm, Paramount, yeah, yeah, they 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 got heavily involved in it. So yeah, it wasn't his uh, his baby like the first two were that he had to you know fight uh, all the studio uh, suits to get made. You know, everyone's heard the stories about they they didn't want Pacino, they didn't want um, Khan, they didn't you know Brando, just all those stories. This was. Definitely one where the studio says we want to make this happen. Yeah. And if you want, yeah. So, yeah, it's a, but yeah, it's, it's at least, you know, like we're not going, like I've not seen any of the Exorcist sequels yet. Uh, been meaning to get to three, obviously, um, which isn't really a sequel. I mean, it follows the share, the cop. Um, right. And Brad Dorf. I mean, there's so many things about it. Never mind, everybody loves the jump scare, the scissors. Um, and, yeah, and everyone. I mean, Dorf is is a great actor. Yeah. Um, going all yeah. the way back to Wise Blood. Well, I mean, I I can go all the way. I mean, at least I go all the way back to One Flew Over. Oh yeah. Oh. I mean, he was yeah. Oscar nominated for that one. Yeah. So. so um, all right, so I guess it's time to go with your first feature. All right. Um, 
you know, I think I put these in the order that I watched them, but the order that they're going to be shown, I'm going to start with, I'm getting my notes. Mm-hmm. Uh, right in front of me, Demons. Yes. Um, All right. I did catch that one uh, during my binge. Did you see? Did you, Oh, you did see it? Yes. Awesome. Awesome. Uh, I got I thought I wrote down the year, early eighties. Uh, I think late. I think lady. Um, midish eighty five. Eighty five. Okay, demons two yeah. must have been eighty seven or so. Um, yeah, and I, and and it's been a while since I've seen uh, uh, demons two, and I, I've never seen demons three, but demons is where it all it all starts, and you know, you know, your your. Uh, you're going into an 80s movie when they showed the soundtrack artists like Saxon oh, and Motley yeah. Crue, except yeah. Billy, uh, Billy, uh, Billy Idol. Idol. Yeah. Um, yeah. White, I, th- I thought I read um, White Snake. Maybe. But... Yeah. I thought I may have seen it too. Like, it's kind of like one of my favorite uh, slocky 80s movies. Oh, uh, yeah. When I, when I finally, is... when I, well, I, this one's not necessarily that, but when my, uh, one of my favorite schlocky 80s movies, The Wraith, finally came out on uh, huh. DVD. Yeah. And they listed, yeah. a list of the soundtrack ahead of Charlie Sheen. Like, <laughs> Well, yeah. I, I, you know, I want to call Demon schlocky, but it's definitely um, down the street from it. Oh, um, it's, 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 it's well, it's directed well enough. And uh, it, it is. You definitely, oh, see, yeah. you definitely see Lamberto Barva really play it paying homage to Argento who produced, who, who and, produced and, uh, yeah, who and, and is a credit to screenwriter, I believe on this one. Yeah, um, he, I believe he is. And, but, and, you know, like, like we were talking about before, uh, Umberto's father, uh, Mario is, cons- yeah, is considered the, uh, the father of Giallo. Uh, yes. If I'm pronouncing that right, yep, yeah, and... yeah, you got it. Um, yeah, uh, I've really only seen a few of his movies, and he's done some weird stuff like uh, Planet of the Vampires, but uh, like Blood and Lace, yeah, brilliant. Uh huh. Black Sabbath, yeah. Uh, Bay of Blood, I believe was him. Um, so you definitely see all their influences in there. Um, but and, and the was... dialogue is, yeah, go ahead. Dialogue's not was never our yeah the dialogue okay so so and 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 i really paid attention on this viewing i've seen it a few times Mm. but the one thing that he does really interesting is how he introduces the main characters all in the lobby of that theater which yeah i thought yeah yeah, i thought that was very well done because later in the film we're we're, with the exception of two two of them we're all going to see him just die in the craziest most bloody violent ways which, so at least we know yeah. yeah okay well which i'm going back to is like as i say i say schlocky because this is kind of like uh, in a sense this is like argento wanting to write a fulci movie mm-hmm. like oh uh, yeah like uh dario argento like his his movies still have like an air of sophistication it doesn't really go anything like exploitive i mean when he does mm-hmm. a kill it looks marvelous and exception uh exceptionally gory but he, he mm-hmm. never crosses that line of say fulci lucio fulci and the new york ripper where we get um 
I guess a closest yeah. person today would be uh, Takashi Miike. Uh, yes, you know, cutting nipples yeah. and stuff. Uh, yeah. But it, here, here he gets to show that he gets to see that, and you kind of have the Mbavas using like the lighting effects from Suspiria, essentially. Like everything is pretty much one color saturated. Yeah, yeah, and and he does like there's a scene, the scene where. Um, and forgive me, I don't know all the characters' names. Um, uh, they're they're pretty disposable, all things. <laughs> yeah, exactly. Yeah, exactly. Um, she's in uh, one of the characters in some kind of room. It's not the uh, projection room, but anyway, one of the demons rips her scalp off, and they just stay on it mm-hmm. for you know maybe not maybe today someone wouldn't stay on it as long, but they they stay on that rip scalp for you know uh, a little while. So he's definitely uh, taking it to the next step as far as he, as far as he could. Um, yeah, it's the, so yes, the weird punk rock girl I think who gets brought you know, like uh, oh, she- like the weird punks who end up getting into the theater somehow trying to run away yeah. from the cops and like of course nobody can get out of the theater so. I mean, Demons is basically, I think once one of the hookers puts on a, which. Yes. So that's how it starts. Yeah. Yeah. The famous mask that we all know, she puts it on the guy, the the, the guy, the blind guy makes a comment like people don't respect anything anymore. Something along those lines. She cuts herself. Mm -hmm. And that what that's what starts everything that parallels the movie that they're all watching, which is something else that uh, that that I really liked how the horror movie in a horror movie kind of spin. So what what you see, uh, and he and he does that with some cut scenes. What's happening in the 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 theater, the real life quote unquote theater, is being done in the uh, the movie. Yes, that happens a couple times. That was all. That's always been interesting to me. Mm-hmm. Um, but yeah, the, the punks. You know, the, the, looking at it back this time, it was almost like so. So you're going through this movie. There's no, um, there's no skin. If I can, you know, I don't want to, you know, skin. Yeah. And here, here, these punk rockers show up, and they're doing cocaine out of a coke can, and then just out of the blue, you start seeing the little the punk rock girls skin yeah i thought thought that was kind of like an odd right um but and it doesn't so i'm not i'm not one of these people that are like oh no nudity in films but that that just seemed really odd choice to put that in there but that's you know well i mean that again that's the exploitive element which you never really see argento play into but uh and, no. no, and neither did Baba. So it's kind of again, it kind of gives me that feel that uh, Argento wanted to um, to uh, make his own little exploitive movie. I mean, ex- yeah, exploitation movie. Yeah, and and it was the eighties. You know, yeah. I mean, you start looking at some of the horror movies on this, you know, this side of the pond, as it were. Uh, one of the, like one of the famous scenes in. Uh, Friday the Thirteenth Part Two is the uh, one of the camp counselors. You know, she's just wearing skin tight clothes. Mm-hmm. But as we go along, there's more and more uh, flesh being shown. 
So some the eighties plays in that too, but the 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 mask is what like that's an interesting device too. Well, especially when you have that Terminator guy at the beginning, which you think's gonna be, you know, the bait and switch. Yeah. You think you're gonna, it's gonna be the killer. No, he's just oh, handing yeah. out he's just handing out the tickets to this premiere. Mm-hmm. And, and yeah, a was... at a cinema that seems to have just popped out, like nobody knew of it as they as they're going into it. It, it had a it had a good turnout, didn't it? Yeah, yeah. And then uh, during the uh, one, I, I got a laugh at it. One of the things um, when when they're trying to break out of the theater and they they all tear down the to- the, the doors and, and it's, it's all, all been cemented. Yeah. yeah, yeah. It's like what w- what crew did you have, uh, demon people, to that completed all that and like you didn't even finish the movie. So an hour. Yeah, you know? it's it, uh, that which goes to the this is probably the biggest flaw of the movie is like, and why is the zombie apocalypse happening outside of, or demons happening outside of the theater when you've gone and walled it off? Nobody can get out of it. Yeah. That, that, that is, that wasn't really well thought out. No, there's, there's, there could have been other ways because what, and then the whole how how they all get out of or the two folks the two characters yeah the helicopter get, falling through the yeah yeah it's like you know there, there's there's Deus Deus Ex Machina and then there's this uh, yeah. you know and that was that was after he got on the motorcycle that had been sitting there all right. movie long with, with the katana blade yes which it's is like, uh, and also that that is eighties right there. Oh yeah, the katana. Yeah, yeah, uh, yeah. And I don't know if I really bite bite on the ending where it's like, um, sorry, spoilers, but it's not the person you think who's going to turn out to be the infected that escaped. That is. Yeah, well, I, I think spoilers have a uh, a certain uh, shelf life. This yeah, thing came out in nineteen. Right, it's almost. Yeah. It's, it's it's just shy of forty years old now. So yes, so. Folks, if you haven't seen it by now, you should. Yeah, because it still is. It still is fun how how he's combined all these like '80s kind of um, popular cinema. You got the horror, and then the chaos breaks out, and then when they get out at the end, it's now like you said the 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 the, the demon apocalypse, which you've managed to capture all that in one movie. It's kind of uh, great. Yeah, I mean it's one of my favorites. Mm-hmm. So that, yeah. So, uh, anything else you want to add about demons? Nope. Just uh, that if uh, you haven't seen it, it's str- can I say where 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 it's streaming? Can we do uh, that? It's on Shutter right now. I know that. There you go. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. So it's streaming for for free um, on Prime as well. Yes, I saw that. And- yeah, and then Shudder. Uh, if uh, I tried to find movies that everyone could like, oh yeah, no, it's it's like if The Exorcist wasn't a Warner Brothers movie, and I knew it was going to be on H on Max. Uh, yeah, we we might have had to uh, nav- do some navigation. Like uh, I was trying to do some Hellraiser stuff, and it's like, well, all they have got is one and two on uh, Shudder, and then everything else is 
we got the reboot on Hulu, but uh, everything else is. Yeah. Thank you, Harvey Weinstein. <laughs> right. Um. So. Uh. So with that though, I I guess I didn't do the research search because I own a digital copy of Evil Dead Two, like everybody should. <laughs> Amen. But you, a, a copy doesn't have to be digital. I'm all for physical media. The Wi-Fi doesn't always work. <laughs> it does. How many? Let me ask you this: uh, between the Evil Dead. And Evil Dead Two, well, Evil Dead Two. How many versions have you got? Because there's uh, folks out there that I've just got unrated versions of Evil Dead, Evil Dead Two. I've seen, um, I've seen all the, I've seen both endings to um, Army of Darkness. So mm-hmm. yeah, um, it's funny with Evil Dead Two. Like, if you're an Ash versus Evil Dead fan like i am uh Mm -hmm. when you watch it when you watch it closely it it like it ignores evil dead 2 and uh i mean it recognizes elements of evil dead 2 and of course army of darkness uh Mm -hmm. that that's because uh the de laurentis group owns evil dead 2 and army of darkness evil dead is separate and that's how and i guess you would say that the remakes uh not the remakes the uh relaunch in 2013 which was pretty it was just pretty solid and i think um definitely yeah. uh definitely probably plays closer to what evil dead was it's it was a real it's an interesting choice it's interesting choices what they made with evil dead 2 um which is essentially a remake of evil dead mm-hmm. uh except uh it's just ash and his girlfriend heading up to a mountainous uh ca- cabin which i thought uh I don't recall any mountains in uh, in Michigan, but furthest north I've gotten oh. is Detroit. It it takes place in well, Tennessee. The first movie was shot in Tennessee, so yeah, and that's that's what um, I was going to say. The um, it was filmed so so. I'm not too, well. I'm I'm far enough away from there. It's not an afternoon drive. Um, so it's it was filmed up north north of Tennessee. Um, because that's that's now I don't know if the Evil Dead Two was uh, filmed back there. It could have uh, been North Carolina was uh, where they shot okay. the, shot the second one. Okay. So uh, when they originally drove down here, it's because they could afford it, right? Because they got you know some some money. Um, and not to not to get off your train of thought. Now, if you go to that site where they filmed it here in Tennessee, you will not find anything of it. Fans have gone over the course of you know many many years and just slowly dismantled it. Yeah, that, oh, that's yeah, uh, that's what happens if you don't have a. I mean, at least um, John Morrison is not uh, John Morrison. Uh, oh, shoot, I'm sorry. I get my professional wrestlers thrown off with. <laughs> uh, Jim Morrison is buried in a prominent city where. You know, at least you're going to have people occasionally clean up. <laughs> yeah, with Paris, yeah. no, nobody's going to go out to the uh, the site of Evil Dead to clean it up. You, but <laughs> yeah, you wouldn't think, but yeah, there's nothing of it left. Yeah, yeah. So maybe that's what. Well, maybe they filmed in North Carolina. Um, well, that's a, that becomes a tax credit thing. Um, yeah, going going back yeah. to the Hellraiser stuff, like Hellraiser three hell on earth 
which takes place in New York, and eh, they've got decent enough um, establishing th- shots and uh, matte paintings <laughs> to kind mm-hmm. of pull that off. But that was shot in Tennessee, and that's uh, not Tennessee, uh, North Carolina. And uh, one of their biggest problems was like when they did the in Hellraiser three when they Pinhead invades a church. It's like Ooh, I don't know if we're gonna get away with shooting that in North Carolina. Yeah, yeah, you're 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 in the Bible Belt. Yeah, uh, yeah. So, I mean, and of course now everything's shot in Georgia and um, and uh, Louisiana. So mm-hmm. uh, again, it's all tax write offs. Uh, I mean, it's easier to shoot now. I mean, New York is doing their best to get people to shoot there still. Um, and I know after The Departed, um, which, you know, takes place in Boston, but too expensive. Like, so they shot in New York and then now Massachusetts is an all right place to get, uh, get, um, Canada, Canada too is becoming a, uh, oh, there's a, uh, going back to Carpenter, uh, his, he did um a couple of oh, shoot uh masters of horror episodes on showtime uh the first, the second one um about ron perlman trying to <laughs> uh it, it, it which is um uh, i think it's pro life i think is the name of the episode where uh a demon's gone and impregnated the or the devil's gone and impregnated uh ron perlman's daughter who's off to get an abortion of course he is the pro-life guy and uh-huh. after after thinking he's heard the voice of god goes on a him and his sons go in to go in guns a blazing into the abortion clinic yeah um I but but uh the other one was uh cigarette burns with uh norman reedus uh, uh-huh. and um about a cursed cursed movie and uh-huh. And we find out that like the director moved up to Van Vancouver, and it's like, oh, he was ahead of the game. <laughs> he he definitely was. So yeah, I, I I've known it since I'm a Highlander fan. Highlander the series, I know that was shot in. Uh, oh, Seacouver, I think is the official town. <laughs> Seacouver, not not Vancouver, not Vancouver, not Seattle. <laughs> yeah, but you know it's the Pacific Northwest. Yeah. Or Pacific Southwest, I guess, if you're talking from a Canuck standpoint. <laughs> right. So huh. that's good stuff. Yeah. So uh Evil Dead to Ash and his girlfriend go to a cabin they think nobody's gonna visit. It's obviously owned. Um <laughs> uh, mm-hmm. they find a tape from a professor who's translating the Book of the Dead and uh you know, again, I'm a science guy, but I kind of know, like, I'm also a Cubs fan, so I'm a superstitious guy. So I know there, there are, I know there are sources, there are, there are powers in this universe <laughs> that balance things out. So yeah. take, don't, don't just go and record translations, I suppose. I mean, if anything, don't even read them out loud. <laughs> like, don't press play. Yes, I got my notes. Ash plus it. Well, <laughs> I will say Linda tells Ash to press play. Uh, and uh, I don't know. I was having a conversation with somebody at work. You know, um, I don't know how we got on it. Like, um, 
something I was about Scarface and it was like, uh, well, oh no, we were just mocking some one somebody who was a college kid who was last day and yeah, he was picking on her and it's like, you know, playful stuff. And then I'm just telling him, well, you know, oh, she thinks she could kick my ass. And it's like, well, you don't want to screw with around with a woman. It's like, because sadly, all art tells us that uh, women are the women are an evil. Uh, if if Tony if Tony Montana well basically if Oliver Stone wrote it, it's a problem. <laughs> uh, right. of, course, of course, in Scarface, it's uh, first you get the money, then you get the power, then you get the women, and it's like yeah. those three things screwed you, Tony. <laughs> and, it, and and is what his cousin or his brother does that tongue thing. Oh yeah, yeah. Right after That's that, like, Manny, the, yeah. his best friend. Manny. Yeah. Uh, and then uh, going back to another Oliver Stone script, uh, being Conan the Barbarian. Conan, what is best in life? Yeah, crush your crush your enemies, see them driven before you, and enjoy the limitations of the women. Uh huh. Yeah. Yeah. Power, 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 and women. No, no, something you shouldn't strive for. No. No, not not in the early uh, '80s uh, or mid. Not in '80s cinema. No, no. Um, so uh, this is where our possession comes into effect. Linda is immediately possessed by a demon, and I think Ash is a little quick to murder her. <laughs> I little quick. Yeah, I mean, or at least you know you have a shovel. It's got blunt sides. <laughs> I mean, yeah, he could. I, I, I think we've all seen the shovel, shovel girl, uh, YouTube video or TikTok, whatever. Uh, yeah. Well, but I guess if you go back to the original Evil Dead, which is really a story of Ash overcoming his fears, it makes sense. Uh, you're not, you're quick to react. You're not taking your time. Mm-hmm. Fight or flight, what have you, and eventually, so the. The house is eventually, though the forest is possessed, essentially, and the cabin being part of that. And Ash has to deal with his own possession. And and, uh, then the people who, the the daughter of the father who owns the cabin is there to finish the translations. And it's a little late for that uh her mother is a demon in the basement um and my let's just say whenever somebody put a challenge out you know what's your predictive text say when you push i'll swallow your and i'm happily to say soul is what mine says <laughs> i got you yeah so, so. <laughs> Uh, but there's some brill. I mean, the effects and um, are brilliant. I'd say that. Uh, oh, yeah. I mean, I I am a big uh, labyrinth fan, but I will say Linda's dance uh, <laughs> uh, beats um, the fireys the chili down number. <laughs> yeah. Well, they 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 had a they had a little bit more money, and I think this was the. And if there's anything else, I, I'm not aware of it, but I think this was the first time that uh, Greg Nicotero worked with them. And that guy's always had 
yeah, I, I think you're correct there. And uh, I mean, this like this Evil Dead really kind of shows what the what Sam Raimi can bring to the table as a director. Mm-hmm. Um, oh, this, yeah. this is the finished product. Um, and I'd say, you know, when I was going through my letter box, uh, at, uh, my username there is CM Darth, C as in cool movie, M as in movies, Darth as in Sith Lord. Uh, I was a, I, I'm an underemployed professional wrestler. Hence why I like to use a CM stuff. Um, so it's good stuff. I've, I've never, I've never talked to or met a, uh, uh, a professional wrestler. <laughs> well, that's uh, good stuff. Well, I mean, if you, I'm, uh, you know, I have, I have met CM Punk. Uh, basically, sat being a guy guiding him through a show. He was watching the week he ran away from WWE storyline. I don't know. I mean, I don't know about what where your mark stand stand standpoint is, but uh, yeah, I've, uh, I've got to, I've got to. Um, I mean, it's it's allowed me to have a drunken argument with Billy Corgan about uh, which Hangover movie was better, one or two. <laughs> so that is awesome. Yeah. Uh. Yeah. So. Uh. When you know, after watching uh, Evil Dead Two this time, it was kind of like, uh, only real thing I was wondering about is the this would be eighty seven. You'd have a jump, uh, and eventually. Uh, you have the movie The Majestic, where uh, Bruce Campbell does a cameo. I can't remember who directed The Majestic. Yeah. Um, Frank Darabont. Okay, yes, thank you. But it's kind of like, um, what if you know you had Jim Carrey as Ash? Because he's the only other. It's it's really sad that Bruce Campbell was not like we. Ne- nobody took the time to really make a star out of him. Like, yeah. I and, think and he's, he's got. I I don't know. He's never gotten that dramatic role because again, nobody's no. nobody's taken the time. Nobody took the no. time to make him a star. It's yeah, like and yeah, you know, let's go write the maniac cop after this. Like, and and I think you know. Have have you read his books? If Chins Could Kill and I make have, I I have his I have his uh book. I think it was originally a Christmas gift. My mom got autographed for my little brother and he, yeah, he just didn't take, he didn't take it with him when he moved out. And it's like, Oh yeah, but you would take the super Nintendo, the Nintendo 64. I'm taking this. Uh, Thank you. Man. Did, did you, did, have you read it? No, I haven't yet. Oh, uh, well in it, in it, he talks about uh, what we're talking about. Uh, but the guy to, in my imagine imagination, the guy still has a great career. He could probably walk into, and I don't know what you have in uh, where you're at, but he could probably walk. We got Kroger here shopping. Yeah, uh, we're, 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 yeah, we're, well, I don't know. It's weird. It's weird. We used to be a Kroger town. Now we got some ruler foods. I, I know the Kroger, 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 Kroger conglomerate. Um, yeah. I still, I still have Kroger. Like I'm originally from Peoria. I moved out. Moved out to Champaign, Urbana to try to get into a little more liberal culture, and mm-hmm. yes, Champaign, Urbana, and in Savoy, they're great liberal place, a bunch of well-minded people. But those people eventually leave because it's a college town. Then you have to. De- I work in retail, and I have to deal with the people who think driving ten miles is a challenge. 
Yeah. Yeah. So, uh, well, great. I got some good Karen stories, but <laughs> that's another. Oh, time. I bet you retail. Yeah, yeah. But he 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 could go into one of those stores, and on average, now me and you and everyone listening, yeah, we we would probably fanboy out. Most people are going to leave him alone because they don't know who he is. But he still has, you know, if that is somebody's thing, he still has the money. Mm-hmm. Um, when they when uh they call me Bruce. Uh, is that the name of it? They call me Bruce. Yes, yes, it is. I, I oh, I think it is because it, it's weird because there's a '80s movie I think about um, where somebody's yeah. mistaken for Bruce Lee, but I yes. know I know the movie. Ted, that might be Ted Raimi's finest performance. <laughs> it's uh, it's it's my name is Bruce. Yes, thank you. Yeah, he fi- they filmed that on his. Uh, on all his land that he's got in Oregon and in the, um, in the spe- in some of the special, uh, the extras, he, uh, he's, he's just jokingly. And I don't think so, that he's was really joking that much. He's like, never film a movie on your own land. So he's got the, he's got the land. So to me, he's got the, you know, the, one of the best, best working careers around. He, he's oh. been in a uh, seven- Oh, I, I don't doubt that. <laughs> yeah. Well, he, he's been in several of the uh, Coen Brothers movies. Yeah. Just uh, as like. Yeah, I know he was in last one I saw him. It was Hail Caesar. No, I don't think he was in Hail Caesar. I know he was in uh, The Lady Killer. <laughs> yeah, as as the PETA, uh, PETA guy. Yeah. You know, trying to. He was in. Um, he was in some sort of soap opera playing in the background in, I mean, I guess I could Google it. Uh, yeah. I want to say Fargo or. Wouldn't surprise me or Intolerable yeah. Cruelty. Yeah. I mean, he, he, he's made a living off being a, that guy. And, yeah. And of course, most of that guys don't get a starring role. I mean, uh, there's a podcast mm-hmm. on the uh, ringer network um, called the rewatchables. And they originally, oh, see, yeah, yeah. And they originally had a they when they give out awards for categories and such. They originally had the um, Joey Pants Award for that the that guy. <laughs> and, and, and when and like Joe Joe Pant, Pantoliano's never gotten a leading role. No. I can't think of one. I I, mean, I, I I would think after the Matrix came out, he couldn't. Uh, you know, go to Kroger or Piggly Wiggly or whatever. Um, if he goes shopping, um, without people going, Oh, you're you're the guy that betrayed Neo. Or but well, now Yeah. Or you're the guy from the Goonies. Yeah. Yeah, or or bound. Yes. Yeah. Yeah, that's yeah. That, that was something uh that's a sad thing, like um when it comes to Joey Pants is that he uh like he pretty much was was in the movie that allowed the Wachowskis to make the Matrix, mm-hmm. and then they kill yeah. him off in the Matrix. It's like, oh, we couldn't think of, like we figured a convoluted way. And I liked the Matrix Resurrections. I'm maybe it's just I'm a fanboy for for it. This the franchise. I'm an apologist for the sequels. Um, mm-hmm. But it's a like we one. we could not have brought back Joey Pants if we could bring back. Two dead care other dead characters, like I mean, eh, 
Couldn't have made him a virus or something. Not a virus, a NPC. I don't. <laughs> I yeah, you, you, I think they could have, um, but I'm not the biggest fan of the last one. But they could have with everything else they were doing. Yeah, he yeah. could have been a. He could have even been a glitch. You know, right? Exactly. Yeah. I, you you got to give some some loyalty, right? Yeah. Yeah. Um, yeah. And speaking of Carpenter, how many uh, movies did did he make with uh, Russell? He's made at least what three, four. Uh, you've got the Escape movies, The Thing, and um, and Big Trouble in Little China. Yeah, four. Oh, but if yeah. you if you further watch it, I mean, Keith David's been in at least two. Um, yeah. Out uh, Donald Pleasance. Um, uh, I mean, he he wrote Halloween too, so. You know, two movies mm-hmm. there, Prince of Darkness, Escape from New York, uh, mm-hmm. Victor. I mean, pretty much everybody from uh, if everybody from Big Trouble in Little China carried over into Prince of Darkness. And if you weren't in Big Trouble in Little China, you carried over into They Live. So, yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, I don't know. The uh, problem with the Wachowskis is they made so much money. <laughs> really uh carpenter, yeah. yeah carpenter never never got his i don't think he's ever had a movie that's made over a hundred million dollars no i i don't even know just off the top of my head what you would think would be his most successful movie at the time because like the thing what was, was a, a was a bomb you know, a flop. uh yeah probably well, it, opened, it opened up against T three. Yes, yes. Uh, no, and Blade yeah. Runner did it that year. It was came out that year too, and yeah. obviously ET ate that up. Um, right. So, no, uh, I would probably say his biggest hit may have been They Live. Well, no, sorry, Halloween is his biggest hit. Uh, yeah, well, uh, and, and that's enough. If the guy never did anything else, Halloween is a uh, is enough right. to cement his name in the uh, yeah yeah. So, but uh, I think they live was the only one I can think of that had a number one opening weekend. And that must have finally been like after the, all right, we're finally hung over on uh, who framed Roger Rabbit. <laughs> mm-hmm. So, yeah, because back, back when I was, you know, I was eight when uh, eight and 88. Um, and once, so uh, my hometown is Morton, Illinois, 10 miles east of Peoria. Uh, we only had a single screen cinema at the time. And so it's like a movie comes for a week and you better catch it. <laughs> and I think, yeah, who, I think, who, yeah. And I think who framed Roger rabbit stuck around for a month. And then I think Batman stuck around for the entire summer the next year. So. Bringing uh, in the tickets. Yeah. So, yeah. Uh, but, um, so when going back to evil dead, like we're, you know, talking like the, uh, Effect, effects are brilliant. Um, I I think the uh, you know the one thing that I could say is in common with all of these movies essentially is that uh, yeah, martyrs are pretty important to these possession stories. Oh yeah. Oh, I, yeah. Well, I guess demons doesn't really have a martyr, but um, mm-hmm. well, you got you got some people that that you know were like, go on without me. Kill well, me, you know, me. Yeah, you could stretch it. It would be a stretch, right. right? No, it's basically, oh yeah, no, I've given, you know, 
leave me behind type stuff instead of uh yeah. you know uh Kill my brother. shoving shoving the shoving the devil into a mirror and you know you're not coming back in Prince of Darkness and uh um I mean possessor losing your entire family not to play my cards oh. <laughs> yeah no uh yeah so um so I mean the got as i say we got a hard out um no not that hard now i can figure it out but uh let's go on to your uh number your eight o'clock showing well um after after demons i think i need to i would have to uh go back and scare the audience a little bit more or make them think you know maybe maybe it was getting too loud in the theater so i chose uh uh, Saint Maud out oh, of 2000. Yeah, yeah. This is the movie that when we were talking, I, I mean, it really does like, you know, that saying "rent free." It really does not leave my brain, my movie brain, a lot. Um, see, and it point to make this the Rose Glass. This was her first feature film, so you know, props to that because not a lot of people. Uh, very few and far between they come out swinging like this. So in a, in a nutshell, um, what St. Maud is about is Maud, uh, hence the name of the movie. She's a home health uh, provider. Uh, she works for a company. The company um, sends her to uh, take care of a, uh, a patient. Her name's Amanda. Uh, she's dying of cancer. Um, former, uh, I guess in, in that world, former, uh, famous dancer. Um, you see, or you see it later in the movie, uh, film in like almost like dreamlike, uh, of her, uh, doing some ballet dances. And I guess more what they, what folks would call modern dance. I'm sorry. I'm not up on all my, my dance stuff. Um, and as things go along, we learn that Maud is uh, is now. If you read like the, the the synopsis on a lot of it, she's a newly converted Catholic. But being raised Catholic myself, I don't recognize any of that there. But as the movie goes along, she gets more um, more devout in her uh, religious beliefs, and one of those is. She's got to save Amanda's soul before she dies because Amanda, you know, there's scenes of her like, you know, partying and uh, uh, they don't show it. But we can only assume that there's a uh, an affair going on between Amanda and uh, a girlfriend of hers. Um, We see a couple times in the movie. So, you know, these are all things that upset Maude to the point that. Not only is she losing faith, um, but now she's more convinced that she's got to save uh, Amanda's life or soul, pardon me. And it turns out bad. I'm trying to, this movie might not have been seen a lot of, by a lot of people, so I'm not trying to. Well, I believe it's a, Brit- it's a British seat, uh, feature or maybe Irish. I don't know. From the Isles, correct? I- yeah, so so it's it's interesting. It's one of those movies where they don't specifically say the city, 
I originally thought it was uh, maybe, uh, you, you know, it's on the coast somewhere. I originally thought it was Ireland, um, but uh, she speaks, Maud speaks uh, in in Welsh in some of those films. Right. And Rose, yeah, and Rose Glass is from uh, England. So I, I, I wouldn't necessarily say what that that's what's really important in the film. And maybe that's why uh, Glass decided not to put a name on it. Sort of like Seven. You know, we mm-hmm. don't, we just, we just assumed it was New York. Right. Oh, well, some people say L.A., uh, which L.A. never rains that much, but I uh-uh. digress. Well, uh, well yeah. I'm just I just jumping in there. So uh, yeah, my dad for what was originally supposed to be my 40th uh, birthday gift. Uh, my dad wanted to take me over to England to see the Cubs Cardinals series back in 2020. There uh, you go. Yeah. Oh, and of course, in the pandemic hit. Uh, it did get, oh, yeah. but we got it. We got out to England. Of course, he's, um, you know, three years older. He's 75 now and he's starting to accept the fact he can't really hang like he used to. Uh, so we just went for the games. Essentially, uh, we caught the Book of Mormon, which I kind of, oh, you, you know, kind of plays into, I think, uh, the the religious elements of it, uh, of some it of does. these movies. Um, but, uh, you know, in England, like. It was very, you know, between the baseball games and the Book of Mormon, it's like, I got to see some things. So I went to the uh, went to the portrait gallery and mm-hmm. it's a it's a national portrait gallery, I should say. Uh, mm-hmm. And it's a great um, lesson in history as you look through all these portraits. And mm-hmm. um, basically, really, if you want to know the story of. The Catholics versus the Protestants, uh, post good place to go, post Henry yeah. the Eighth, yeah. So you get that vibe. There's always been a battle of uh, the Catholics trying to uh, state something against the uh, Church of England. Um, well, and, and historically, vice versa uh, as well. Um, there was a time that if you were Catholic, you weren't gonna you weren't gonna serve in any high functionary. Uh, position in uh in the royal government oh no it's yeah and that's that pretty much so you had you know the uh post elizabeth you had civil wars about all of this right yeah so um well and that's that's what made me think because she she does not necessarily say she's catholic but that's what made me think it was more ireland and not the north of ireland but ireland Right. Because that's a very, very, uh, and I'm not good with accents. I, I apologize to everybody. Um, that's what made me think it was it was Ireland and not the north of Ireland. Because as though we don't know she's, because they don't specifically say Catholic, um, the things she does, though they are extreme, some of her beliefs are, are Catholic in 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 nature some of them i think all uh all religions have some sort of uh flagellation and you see oh you yes. see her do, yeah you see her doing that with um putting the tacks in her shoes after she uh after her bad deed you see her doing it i i want to say in one scene you see her wearing her hair shirt but that could just be that her shirt uh in the scene before was, was wet, but I thought it was a hair shirt, which those things are 
never worn one, but those things are horrible to wear. Mm-hmm. Um, the other, so the other, the, the, so the reason I, I included this is because it's, it's, you could see it that, that road, that, uh, mod is just crazy. Yeah. You could see it. Yeah. You could see it that it, there's evil at work. Or you could see it that it's it truly is God that God um, has has come upon her, um, and that's what she's seeing. I say, and and I tend to agree with that. So we, of course, you know, we're talking about possession in terms of the uh, the Exorcist uh, movies. I think but this no. is actually the Holy it, it, Spirit bollocks. Yes, sorry to mm-hmm. drop the B word on that but no you're fine you're fine but it's it's a different kind of possession yeah you know you she doesn't have 666 on the back or anything like that but the reason that that uh that i think that she really loves william blake poet and painter mm-hmm. and if any if anyone has seen manhunter oh uh, yes well you definitely should <laughs> well yeah the painting the the, the painting um that's the, central to that the red dragon central. yeah exactly that is blake mm-hmm. and where uh, uh i forget his name but where the 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 killer is like uh you're about to witness something special you're about right. to witness the tooth fairy is the killer i, I can't yeah. remember his name and... uh but yeah Red, Another one red, red, red Dragon is entertaining enough. And I, I like Ed Norton. I don't care how much of an asshole he is to work with. <laughs> but yes, yeah, no. I don't have to Man, work with him. Ma- no, Manhunter uh, is the way to go. Oh, it's the only yeah, it's yeah. it's the only way to go. But he that is also from Blake. So Blake and and today we want to write him off as crazy. Um because we we as twenty first 2023 people yeah. in general don't don't want to fathom or you know accept any of this blake believed that he talked to angels blake also believed that that they talked to him yeah. almost like in a conversational way he believed god um was was in him as well there's a story that uh i don't know who it was right off the top of my head but he saw a f- child, a f- childhood friend die, and he claims that he saw the soul exit the body. Now you get Maud, who is experiencing the same things. Mm-hmm. So either they're both crazy or they're not. Right. And I'm, I, really, I really lean that she isn't. Mm-hmm. So, Be- because the uh, I'm sorry, I was thinking of my words. Uh, I try not to think that that she isn't possessed by evil, um, even though she's done some evil acts, but right. that she is possessed possessed by the Holy Spirit and the angels. Now, playing devil's advocate on myself, you could go the final scene. Um, when she torches herself, correct? Okay. Yes, you, you put it out there. Yeah, she 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 uh, she burns herself. Uh, the self immolation. Um, 
you see her all happy and then just real quick before it cuts to credits, you see her screaming. Was so, it the demon or was it was it her? Burton, yeah. Or was it her? Now now in in uh, now we, we've all seen uh pictures of the Buddhist monks in Vietnam uh burning themselves. With um, that with that said, uh Seven Psychopaths has a great little allegory about that. Um Yeah, oh a Neil yeah. McDonough movie. Oh, and that yeah. one's great. Um yeah. And if anyone has ever seen the the cover of Rage Against the Machines' uh, uh, first album, well, it, yeah, I mean, I can't remember the name because I know it's not Battle of Los Angeles, that but is, but you yeah. know the picture. Oh, that's yeah. really famous. So so there is a history of of, of that sort of thing. Um, in the Christian tradition, there is a a not so much a tradition of it, but it's happened and. It's almost viewed as a not suicide, but almost as a cleansing, purifying um, act. So, well, I mean, you can go she, back to Winston. The I'm sorry, not Winston. Don't blame the North Carolinians. <laughs> um, Salem, Salem, Salem the trials. The entire yeah. reason you burn somebody is to cleanse them. Exactly, exactly. So I could, we could see that as she's cleansing herself. Before she goes to heaven. Yes. If she goes to heaven. Right. Uh, okay. And that whole. No, yeah. keep going. Keep going. Uh, I was going to say that that all played into my decision or, or how I viewed the film that. Yeah, she's just overcome with the Lord, which I, I, I would argue is a. Uh, is possession. Um, she has the convulsions. um and that the seizures out of the blue. Now I'm assuming, uh, well, I don't know anything about the actress except the, the movies that she was in, but she randomly. Is, she is, is Gadrielle in the uh, rings of power. Um, she is. She is. I have not, I have not, I only watched the first episode and I'm not saying it's bad. I'm just saying like, gosh, that's a lot of exposition. It is. <laughs> and a lot of maps. I saw the first three. I liked it, but you know what? There's so much other good stuff. Uh, Especially on uh, Amazon Prime, the boys, Generation yeah. B. I mean, okay. <laughs> yeah. Sorry. Well, it, uh, here's a here's a, a, a kind of like a six degrees kind of thing. Um, and I, pronoun- I mispronounced her name, so if she's listening, I'm sorry. Morphid Clark. She plays Maude. She was in... Pride and Prejudice and Zombies. Oh, now, I did so. I did not catch that. I have so, so. All right, I'll I'll be up front. Saint Maud did not get into my rewatch. It was scheduled, <laughs> but oh uh, no, oh if, if, uh. So, but but it's um no. I'm glad you brought it up because uh, it's a movie like I've seen so many videos about Saint Maud. Again, just uh, mm-hmm. that's the problem with cord cutting is that you really depend on YouTube for your education. Um, and I can't stand the freaking ads anymore, Mm-mm. but I, I'm not going to pay them 10 bucks. Like when I have a, yeah. five, like, like I want to support the art, uh, Colt Cabana, professional wrestler, art of wrestling. He's finally gotten the rights back to his original catalog. But you know, if you want to listen to it without ads, you got to pay him, which I'd love to pay him, except I work two retail jobs. <laughs> and, uh, so obviously I'm broke, 
Um, you got to take care of yourself first. Right. But I, I like to joke around with uh, my thanks Obama story. Like, I'm oh, listening, yeah. I'm listening to Spotify. Uh, so uh, full, full, disclo- full disclosure, communists is my goal. I believe okay. system, I believe the system can work and we can eventually convert to that. Hence, I'm not a militant or somebody who's going to, you know, or somebody who's going to vote for Bernie Sanders. But, uh, you know, and to the Republican Party. Oh, I'm I'm searching for that. All right. So but just make that clear. So. Uh, All right. And and so I'm a big Obama fan myself. And but I kept listening to, you know, going to bed, watch, listen to Spotify, the music as I'm stoned. Illinois is a state where you have legal marijuana. Uh, I'm jealous. Uh, yeah, well, see, that changes everything. <laughs> Re- regardless of your con- of your political standpoint, not you know, and yeah, Tennessee uh, will never get legalized marijuana. Yeah, never. Yeah, it's, um, but uh, I had to listen to so many ads for it, it's just basically the repetition of ads. It's like, mm-hmm. well, people are subscribing to Spotify anyhow, so we don't have to go and get a lot of ads. But so it's basically Spotify advertising for themselves. Hence, you get a lot of uh, Michelle. Like, I'm just sick. I was just sick of every 15 minutes having to listen to Michelle or Barack talking about their podcasts. It's like, screw it. I'll give I'll give you ten dollars a month. Spotify. (laughs) I don't want like I'm all I'm all I'm all for those. I'm all for those podcasts. I just don't want to hear about them anymore. See, I did. I did the opposite. I was tired of uh, supporting Joe Rogan, so I was like, "Oh, yeah, no, I'm, I'm not going to get into this that." Anymore. Yeah, no, yeah, I, I don't know. Yeah, at, at least, well, Spotify is owned by a bunch of Swedes. They don't have a clue. I'll give them. Oh, well, yeah. So, right. like, why in the hell am I getting 24 tech hour support? Actually, chatting to a real person when I'm trying to update everything. Damn! Oh, it's because they're in freaking Europe, and it's only eight a.m. over there. Oh, yeah, man. and yeah. So yeah. I, so, but yeah, it basically and for my uh, Colt Cabana art of wrestling, I know Colt personally. <laughs> it's like, dude, I just don't have the five dollars. But gosh, can you try to get more ads? I just don't want to hear about all these casino games. Like it was cool when oh, you get. Getting- dispensaries advertising yeah or maybe i just need to change my vpn again keep changing my vpn every week and getting different ads i digress yeah well no that's cool no but what i was gonna say yes sorry yeah no you're 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 fine this is what it's all about right right oh Um, no as i'm as i'm on you know to to uh kentucky coffee as i like to call them and uh margarita okay too, so oh i know i know i know the kentucky coffee um so yeah she was in pride and prejudice and zombies uh, right Gen- jennifer eel a e h l e i'm sure i'm pronouncing your name i'm sorry she was in one of her early roles was a bbc production of pride and prejudice so they got a little connection there but she she plays um amanda and Amanda, she's, I mean, I guess you could sign, you, you know, you could write it off as that she's dying um, and she's scared. 
Yeah. But everything that she, everything that she does is is to the opposite of that, to the point where she's actually ridiculing Amanda for believing in God and believing in all that. She lulls her uh, lulls uh, Maude into like, oh yeah, I believe. But then as soon as uh, Maude does something, she you know spits at her and says, you know, the God that you uh, believe in doesn't exist. Uh, it all ends right here. Um, Again, having to save a soul because you're yeah. not so according to a lot of religions um, to which I subscribe to none of them. But um, in, in a lot of religions, you die in that state. You're not going to see what comes after. Right. Fanning, so I, fanning her. her. Yeah. Sorry. No, no, no. You're. Look, oh, I thought I, you I'll, I'll be well. As I say, Saint Maud didn't make my make it. As I say, I just oh, you, really know all the videos I watch about it. <laughs> it's it's. Do you get Amazon Prime at all? Oh yeah, I do. Um, I can't. Look, again, the boys. <laughs> block block yourself off two hours one day. Uh, it is a oh. fabulous movie. It was it was easily in my top ten of, of 2019. Easily. Yeah. Well, you know, for me, um, so when I moved out here, moved out uh, Champaign-Urbana, um, and she's definitely a, a, I mean, she could probably claim co-producer of uh, 90 for Chill, the podcast with Cat Puss Russ. Um, <laughs> five-star reviews, just make sure I get all that stuff. Um, see, um, we, we were together for nearly four years, and uh, she's a but she suffers from schizoaffective disorder and she was raised Catholic. Uh, she's currently a uh, evangelical. <laughs> so, mm-hmm. um, but we got into a lot of conversations about my soul and what have you. And mm-hmm. um, dare I say, I just end up dating a lot of crazy Catholic chicks. <laughs> no offense, <laughs> Allie. Cause I love the crazy. Um, Cause regardless of faith, it seems like crazy chicks all the time. <laughs> so but right. um so but i i do get this and especially when you have um now now it's like sorry ally sorry ally sorry sorry ally um, <laughs> um <laughs> when you have mental illness and which and a you know you're trying to co- overcompensate it with faith um mm-hmm. you and you end up with this um and for me, like I've so not really it. I I I fear it wasn't as traumatic as it should have been. I've watched the man. Well, hell, I sold him the gasoline to self. Um, yeah, yeah. So it's just oh, um, wow. yeah. So I mean, it's a it the the. I guess there might be a question of fear you know of watching a movie like saint Maud because it's a very very much close to home type stuff and uh, yeah bring bring up a lot of uh memories you're not trying to remember well well i don't know i don't think like and i've been to therapy i don't know if i really um mr crispy as i joke about it (laughs) sorry my sense of humor like uh my um so I went back to JUCO basically so I can eventually take a screenwriting course, which event eventually is the, you know, pretentious artist that I am eventually dropped the course despite I was doing <laughs> well in it, <laughs> but it took me a that's, while. To that's get... good stuff. 
but it took me a while to get to that course because like i went like oh you're gonna have it this semester cool and it's like yeah we didn't get enough people signing up for it so yeah um, three years later it's like all right i'll get this course and it's like dude i don't want all this practice let me write write my movie jeez well you you could subscribe to uh there's a scene in the doors where uh jim morrison goes up to ray and says how did uh how'd it go you know in your film class today and and he said uh uh, well, I went to him with my movie idea and paraphrasing here. Um, I went to, to, to the uh, to him with my my final movie script uh, or idea. They said, "Where's your script?" And I told him, "Godard doesn't wear a script, doesn't use a script." And they said, "That's great. Who's Godard?" Oh well, uh, my my case is when I wrote this story. My um, uh, when I translated it into a story called Too Soon because humor is just how I joke about anything. Like I was the guy who what, didn't seem immediately, uh, didn't seem immediately affected by, you know, and I'm the guy who ran out, who still had his head amongst them to run out with a fire extinguisher was trying to save his life. Um, so, wow. I wrote, so I wrote a story cause I had to take, you know, creative writing one Oh, uh, one twenty or whatever. The Smack. Sorry. All right. Thank you very much, Jonathan, for not being the guy to cross that line. <laughs> uh so i write this story basically and as i say i took a comedic uh, approach to it and my uh professor at the time i don't want to call him a professor i don't know if he had that he had that phd or his m i, right. he, I don't know if he had his doctorate because i knew a bunch of people at uh Illinois Central College he's like no I am a professor I have my doctorate all right whatever um yeah it's just academia yeah uh he said death is never funny I got to be on the paper but he did he took the time to say death is never funny <laughs> yeah that's so not true right uh listen watch the darwin listen to any youtube video see that mentions darwin awards and you'll know yeah that's funny well so. even even in cinema and i i say this not being able to give an example right off the top of my head but even in cinema uh death at a funeral uh oh yeah or mm -hmm. well you want to break it down to simple kim jong-il getting uh kim jong-un getting killed at the end of the interview i mean yeah, yeah. I mean, so no. so there's a way to do it you know dark has has you know had this teacher ever heard of dark humor yeah gallows uh, humor right you know i mean so geez. there's ways to do it yeah so but i'm just saying saint mon's definitely been on the queue it's just like i i've lived with uh somebody as they say she's evangelical now she'll probably say i'm not evangelical i'm with the whatever uh charisma something bob dylan was associated with at some point but she still you know fears for souls and such it's like right i mean my personal belief is i don't know i don't remember being born hence i don't know if i'll recognize being dead um yeah. and, and i think i've had communications with spirits um so i think just existence is a constant and everything you know and the only person to argue against that is my mom which is kind of cool because she's really 
she does her best to be a Fox News um, subservient. But yeah, it's like, well, I think reincarnation is probably the only w- the way it ends up just because there's not enough space <laughs> for people to just be wandering around. So what? And you've, you've got a there's a several thoughts on uh, on that, but there have been some scientists who who say uh, you know matter can cannot be created nor destroyed. Yeah. Oh, and which I, is a law. You're right. Um, so all we are is matter. Yeah. So we're never we're never going to be destroyed. Um, I heard in a movie, can't remember it off the top of my head. Uh, the character saying, "Well, it'll." It, do you remember uh, what it was like before you were born? And the other character was like, "No," and he's like, "That's what death is." Right. No, it's yeah. I. Yeah, I just. So I mean, I just fascinated my mom at despite all her political beliefs, you know, like, eh, yeah, it, there, there comes a point where you got to be reasonable about all this stuff. <laughs> mm-hmm. uh, so, um, yeah. So, I mean, St. Ma, as I say, it's just one of those, like, gosh, that's going to be an, St. Ma is going to be an intense, and it's, it's a, I don't know if I would have put it as your second movie, because that would go lead into my third movie, which is Possessor. And that's what you call a transition. Oh. Uh, oh. <laughs> And yeah, no. Um, so when it came to finally watching The Exorcist last night, it's like, well, I mean, this is this it's it's a brilliant movie. I oh, I don't yeah. know if it nails the horror. Like, I ended up rating it four and a half stars on uh, Letterbox. While I see Oof. you did it four, my older sister, the poetic critic, did it four. It's like, well, maybe I'm giving it the extra credit. I'm surprised. Oh, but I don't do half. Okay, I, I I can understand that. Like, oh, don't get me started on watching commercials for video games. I work at an electronics store, so it's like I have to pay attention to this stuff. Nine and a mm-hmm. half, like nine and a half. You mean four and a quarter star? Like, there comes mm-hmm. a point where you know, I uh, I mean, again, being being so, my older sister the poetic critic on letterbox uh she's um high-end autism and so she's not socially she doesn't do a great job socially but you know she's my sister so i'm gonna listen to her (laughs) amen and 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 that's that helped with my um understanding of you know critical thought when it comes to cinema like i could i could have just been another guy like oh Come on, give me a horror movie. Which no, wouldn't help because I'm the second oldest child in my family, which makes me the oldest child. Since my older sister is very easy to just say, "Nope, you don't do this," and she'll listen. So I'm essentially, <laughs> so my older sister is essentially, you know, once you deal with all the bullying issues, very easy to raise, very obedient, and me, it's like. Well, we don't know about you, Russ. <laughs> yeah. So you're the oldest child. And of course, my little brother nearly got away with everything. But <laughs> I, I, yeah. So uh, I laugh because I'm the youngest. Uh, yeah. Freaking babies. Uh, yeah, my, my brother, my brother's often said, I paved the way for you, man. 
Uh, I think he's a he's got a lot more wisdom than I do. I will say that my little brother, but um, he know he know he definitely knew. It's like, yeah, no, you can only trust yourself, and I'll give him that. <laughs> uh, so, uh, but possessor, it's like. So watching this again, like I watched it a while ago when it was on, when I still subscribed to Hulu and it was on there, and then uh, it finally became a five dollar rent, five dollars on iTunes. Like, nope, I got, I can't pass that up. Um, and mm-hmm. I loved, I loved David Cronenberg. Like, oh um, yeah, I can't think of a. I would say the only bad, only movie that's not good of his would be. Uh, rabid his his version of rabid i'd like i like the remake myself the sauce you like oh okay that's that's where we i I get well i mean i've been with the sauce twins since dead hooker in a trunk so maybe i'm just right right. and they they appreciate and they appreciate my kitty pictures on twitter so (laughs) you know that's that's what makes us us if if you like Everything I like, we wouldn't be having this. Oh no, exactly. Well, no, as I said, yeah. I've never gotten around to the Exorcist until now. So, I mean, it's like I wanted to, but you know, hey, somebody got to push me. <laughs> so, mm-hmm. uh, but Possessor, Brandon Cronenberg, and this re- like I watched it and for originally and loved it, and then in watching the rewatch, it's like, oh, geez, man, this is more of a head trip than I initially thought. Um. But it's it's a movie essentially about a uh a firm that assassinates people, and they mm-hmm. do it by putting the consciousness of their assassin inside a unexpected tar- uh, unexpected, unsuspected um, party. Uh, so, mm-hmm. um. Our hero, though, oh, damn, that's a weird term. Yeah. Our protagonist. <laughs> that's better, yeah. <laughs> yes, um, is a is an assassin, but she's arguing the fact that I did have a regular life before this. Uh, but she takes this job to kill Sean Bean, which should be an easy task. If you're just familiar with Sean Bean. Yeah. Um, yeah. So it's a. He, he never makes out of a movie alive, right? Right. Rarely. Rarely. Uh, yeah, rarely. So, rarely. Yeah. Even so, James, even James Bond took him out early. Right. So. It's a. Uh, damn, just looking at my notes. It's a big crime of CGs. Oh, so so my first note actually, as I'm reading it, it's like the big crime of computer generated images, which I've like gone and tried burying Jurassic Park in many uh, science fiction conventions. <laughs> Just like, uh, yeah, we, since we created CG, everybody tries to use it, and it goes back to Ian Malcolm saying, "You took, you were so concerned about figuring out." If you could do it, you didn't stop and realize, should you do it? Hence, I'm a big mm-hmm. pra- big practical effects fan. But, uh... Oh, yeah. So, yeah, so we have an assassin sent on their 
next assignment to kill Sean Bean, who owns a data mining firm, which is the most intrusive one. And thankfully, people acknowledge it in the movie about its intrusiveness. Like, uh, basically, your grunts, your lower level people are watching whatever webcams they can, whatever cameras they can access and trying to look at somebody's home and determining what they have in there. So say you're assigned to do with drapes, figure out, all right, these people have this. And then somebody takes that data and like, all right, we're going to create the ultimate drape. (laughs) But, you know, you know, you're getting, you're very much a voyeur and, you know, you're watching people do it and you're supposed to focus on the drapes. Yep. Type world. So we're supposed to kill Sean Bean, Sean Bean, so that your assassination company can own all the stock. And hell, maybe yeah, they're become gonna, legit. They're, they're they're gonna they're gonna. Uh, it's the son that wants to take the company, but they're gonna pull a a fast one and take it from the son. Right. Yes. Yeah. So basic. So with that said. The assassin is going to be put into the body of the lover of the daughter who would get the company if Sean Bean dies. Mm-hmm. All right. So there you go. Uh, I love the fact that it's uh, Jennifer Jason Lay as the uh, uh, as her superior, her the one monitoring, monitoring our assassin. Uh, yeah, yeah. Uh, just because, again, uh, think back to existence. Uh, that's mm-hmm. big, big X, big Z. Uh, <laughs> just the. Uh, and so love the Cronenberg connection there to David, of course, uh, Brandon's father. Mm-hmm. Uh, and uh, I need to get the actress's name because. The only time other movie I've seen her in, and I believe it's Andrea Riseborough, was uh yeah the she was uh the girlfriend of Bill Murray in not Bill Murray fuck sorry oh gosh I did not want to have to edit this episode <laughs> can't get two words in P two thirteen uh thank you again Jonathan for your restraint. <laughs> Man, I, I told you I was like, nope, nope. There's a time and place for everything. And, yeah. Uh, um, you, you, hey, so, but it's your rules. You can break them, right? No, uh, I can, but I'm. <laughs> uh, I, I mean, I don't claim like my mom is probably still big on using Aspergers instead of high end autism. You know, I just don't want to recognize a Nazi. Right. Uh, <laughs> but she likes to say, "Oh, it, it's all it's throughout all my children." It's like. I don't think so. Yes, the actress is Andrea <laughs> Risenborough. Um, yeah. So it's so yeah. It's uh, she was she was. Um, sorry, that was all static on your end. Go on, go on. Uh, but uh, so I know her from. Oh, Bert, I was going to say Man. she was in uh, Two Lesbians. Oh, uh, okay. Uh, sorry, a lot of static, but I, I, I at least I know what I'm looking for. <laughs> uh, Birdman, Oblivion, Possessor, top four. I think I saw mm-hmm. 
like oh matilda the musical also amsterdam which is one of like she's a great character actress i guess <laughs> it's kind of like mm-hmm. which i don't know what that says sadly because of our society that character actress is i think the best person we have for that is margot robbie because <laughs> i think she mm-hmm. can play about anything but and not you know I guess I'm essentially calling Margot Robbie the Brad Pitt of uh, (laughs) female actresses because Brad Pitt is a character actor. Yeah. I mean, that's that's just just he happens to be, you know, some guy after if I'm in a good buzz and some suggestion, I'm his plaything. (laughs) So. Mm -hmm. Oh, yeah. 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 That's what I'll say. Margot Robbie, on. um, Margot Robbie. I mean, if you want a guy in his mid forties, I'm game. But <laughs> I'm yeah. saying, I'm saying your act, your 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 ability as an actress would have made me somebody in my twenties. So, mm-hmm. well, and and uh, Risenborough, she was in uh, To Leslie. Okay, if thank you. you. Recall, yeah, if you recall last. Was it the last Oscars? Uh, there was a big fervor about how she got nominated, and it was because you know Brad Pitt and all these other people were like, "We saw this movie; it's awesome, great, it's awesome." And people were like, "Oh, well, that's why she got nominated. They broke the rules, and she's oh, right. filming." Yeah. One thing is, no, that's not the that exactly is the rules. <laughs> yeah, I'm sorry, Meryl Streep. Not that you know. Let's let's not recognize your movie supporting uh, Peggy Thatcher. <laughs> yeah. All right. So, so yeah. Okay. So I think I've defined Possessor enough. I need to get back to my notes, and uh, we gotta start. Well, we got plenty of time, but it's kind of like, oh, geez, I don't. Oh, I think I got plenty. Yeah, I got plenty of time, but it's like uh, Max von Sydow is just arrived at the house <laughs> so okay. oh so no my comment was the big crime of cg is every production company demands five seconds for their cool logo <laughs> like, oh yeah come on let's just jump into the flick um mm-hmm. oh but there i do have my evil dead reference like uh ash uh tasia vaz has to deal with knowing who she is or if she is that person which is the big thing basically can the parasite dare i say the possessor um control everything or will the host eventually fight back that's the premise of the movie and he he does at certain times uh near the end it's that's where the the streams you know, to take from another movie, that's where the streams start cro- uh, crossing, and uh, he remembers. Uh, he remembers she's kicked out somehow. He remembers, yeah. and he goes to uh, her family. To her yeah. yeah, and uh, like yeah. I cannot spoil the twist on that one. No, like, yeah. No. So, um, but there's a lot of elements like. I would say uh, you get a ghost in the shell vibe with the entire trying to figure out who's who type situation. 
Mm-hmm. Um, I mean, a lot of anime. Honestly, there's another movie I love called Your Name, uh, by director Makoto Shinkai, um, which is a story about two people who transfer bodies. So it's a guy in Tokyo and a girl in a country, <laughs> and for like a, a just randomly every day or so, they get transferred and really get to understand each other. It's a beautiful movie. Uh, so yeah, it's called Your Name, which is awkward because it came in the uh year of uh came out to the states at least in the year of Call Me by Your Name. Uh, yeah, uh, which you know, I don't really get into army like Timothy Chalamet. All I can say is, gosh, that guy is we might have finally perfected Johnny Depp, (laughs) uh, but um. And then you get into the army hammer element and it's like I don't know, maybe I need to watch all the documentaries. It's kinda like Army Hammer, it's just <laughs> might it might just be some weird cake. Uh I don't it, know what that it, tells about tells you about me, but <laughs> no, no branding your initials. I will say that much. But, no. No, yes. we won't I won't even tattoo anyone's name on me. Oh well of course. No, but yeah, so you, <laughs> you don't, yeah. Uh, some other note though, I had which is a big thing about, um, especially since we're talking, you know, getting to the exorcist is uh, Satanism and capitalism. I, I think of the movie, uh, your uh, not your next, sorry, um, uh, ready or not. Oh, yeah, which eventually is like, yes, all the capitalists are fueled by Satanism, <laughs> and it's kind of like. Uh, yeah, is it really that? I mean, money is the root of all evil and all that bollocks, but it's like, has cinema really resorted to just equating Satanism with capitalism? And, and, maybe, and they, don't, they don't even do it in, in a subtle way, yeah, most of the time, right? So, uh, but yeah, no, you're 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 selling possessor, you're selling your soul out so that your employer can get a lot of money and maybe you can retire and enjoy your family. Spoiler alert, you're not going to do the latter, <laughs> yeah. So, but possessor, I mean, this next, this last showing, it's like like Evil Dead, and then possessor, it's like, dude, these are two five star bangers, in my opinion, Evil Dead 2, it's like. I was almost oh, disappointed. Yeah. Like I'm here for the Exorcist, and it's like feeling like, oh, and I'm gonna give it four and a half star. And the two parties I'm trusting the most on it, be it the Man on Fire and my the Poetic Critic. Oh, don't go that deep, Russ. <laughs> and you defined yourself basically, so it's an argument for my older sister. So at least I'll get some content out of that. <laughs> yeah, I when I first saw it. Um... I didn't see it in the movie theater. Um, I think I might have gotten it actually through uh, the now defunct uh, red letter, red envelope. Yeah. Oh no, I I love I I'm disappointed that I yeah. guess I'm not on the ten DVDs. Uh, I haven't but, gotten my ten. No, I haven't gotten mine either. But I did get John dies at the end as my last official DVD. So. I'm going to call myself I, a winner there. <laughs> right. And, and just as a side note, I got um, four uh, album, I'm mispronouncing his name, um, 
hold on. I don't want to sound totally ignorant on your, uh, on your cast. Um, Almo Dovar. Okay. Pedro. Yeah. Pedro. Yeah, uh, yeah. Well, yeah. Now, now that we're thinking about it, it's like, I'm not going to pronounce yeah. it correctly. Uh, Pedro. I can, I can pronounce Aldevar, his name. Yeah. yeah. I can pronounce his name perfectly until now. Um, yeah. I got, I'm so excited, which is just hysterical. Uh, this, uh, the skin I live in. Oh, nice. Speaking of horror movies. Um, yeah. Laws of Desire. Nice. And Parallel Mothers. His last one was just amazing. Yeah. I'm waiting on the, the other six. Right. Well, hey, as I say, at least you got that. I like. Oh, yeah. Uh, I watched Unleashed. Like, okay, I better turn this in so I can get my 10. And it's like, oh, you'll get this by the 30th. Damn it. <laughs> oh, I never. I, I didn't know you could go on there. I was just waiting for a, a oh. surprise you know okay well no i probably should have done that instead of like hey get me a new dvd <laughs> oh i'm you know how many thousands of people got that last dvd and didn't turn them in no yeah, and those are the wise ones <laughs> wow so i don't, I don't know what the, the rules were but i yeah, yeah no, so- no do i i know i have Within the next year, I get a three-month subscription to Netflix for free if I choose to use it. So how'd you how'd you manage that? Well, probably because I didn't get the the because I played by the rules. Like, oh, you want my year DVD back? Okay. <laughs> oh, so uh, I didn't see that rule. <laughs> well, no, I don't think it was. That's just it. I don't know what the rules were. I'm just saying. Oh. Oh, okay, I got or, you. And I haven't seen that notice saying, "Hey, uh, there's too many things of stuff in your apartment mailbox. <laughs> Go oh, to the yeah. post office." I haven't received that um, letter yet, so that note. I got you. So, well, that's that's how I first came on uh, Possessor. I think I saw a lot of people uh, uh, tweeting about it then. You know, uh, yeah, not today. Um, so I was like, I got to check this out. And that opening scene. I just was like, holy cow. This is how we're going to start this thing? All right, I'm in. Oh, Um, I I mean, I'm a big fan of the sex scene in the movie. And then, like, really trying to blur lines. Like, do you possess or not? Well, and and like you said, I think that might be the question they're they're, uh, asking. But at the same time, you've got this. So that was... You could, you know, you were. They do the test to see, uh, you know, if you're good, if you're good or not. Yeah. Um, she, she. We know at the end. I'm not trying to give anything away because this really is a movie people have got to see. And it's you only, saw Infinity, it's only four years old, uh, three years old. I yeah. Think. Yeah. Yeah. Is the statue of limitations still uh, good that you shouldn't spoil it? Right. Okay. Well, if you saw Infinity Pool. You got to see this. Okay, good. I needed that recommendation because I work at a, so I work at a liquor store and I work at an electronic retailer. Not going to give my names out. If you, if you go all the way back to episode one, you, you can hear me slip and tell my employer I've lost an employer. I, I lost a job because of 
breaking confidentiality despite never mentioning that employer once. Oh, yeah, but they got some free publicity. I'm sorry, they got some free publicity. Well, the guys you're, st- I'm still working for. I, it's, hey, it's a uh, sadly our co- society. I got to work two jobs, <laughs> but yeah, uh, yeah. So no, I keep seeing the steel book, and it's like, uh, oh goes, yeah, goes back to Sizu. It's like I was disappointed. Like one week, oh, I didn't have a thing planned, and then it's like, oh, this came out. I'm gonna buy that with my employee discount, and I will rent. Uh, the, yeah, I will, I will rent the rent the red box, <laughs> and like if I didn't like it, I'll return the steel book. <laughs> yeah, so, so infinity, that's kind of yeah. infinity pools in that situation. So I'm glad to hear if you liked infinity pool. What are you doing, you Watch got, Possessor? Yeah. <laughs> yeah, you've got to, but. You know she's she she is clearly damaged. Oh, and they kind of they kind of reveal it. She it'd be like one of those um, a real world analogy. Maybe uh, maybe you're a coal miner and you definitely have uh, the you know black lung. Black lung, yeah, yeah. And they still stand you down when you should not be going down. And anybody with any responsibility would not send you down. But going to your capitalism thing that's not what capitalism is about they don't care about you they don't care about me they just want the job done and they want their money well i will but, say i will say it, jennifer jason lay like she is a cold-minded bitch uh oh sorry, she plays cold, that role cold, well cold-hearted bitch but she knows she's got clues that uh that andrea riseborough may not be that mm-hmm so perhaps yeah. at the end you know how it all ends up is her way of saying like hey i had to go and break you but i think she's genuinely compassionate because she understands that she is you know she was able to succeed at this and she's just not healthy enough to continue doing this maybe but yet she sends her on but she keeps sending her on but you know yeah. early on that uh Riseboro is not ready for this. Right. And sh- she keeps saying that hey, you need more time, cool. I'm just right. saying that she understands that yeah, I I am totally devoid of emotion. But she understands people aren't. <laughs> Other people aren't. Mm-hmm. So and, and then with Christopher, I, I love Christopher Abbott. He's okay. just he's he's one of those guys that like, you know, once you see him in something, it's like, no, I want to check out more of this guy's stuff. But he still isn't like a household name. Right. But he, he was really, really good in that. Uh, how he managed to act. He had to act like someone acting like him. And then he had to act like the character. That was some. Oh, that no, was it's, real. yeah, beyond meta elements, and it's like, yeah, he, and he did it so well. Yeah, it's a. I'm looking for it through his. Uh, well, he's he started some pretty pretty solid stuff. Mm-hmm. I know it, it comes at night. I I liked Wisco Tango Foxtrot. Those are the oh, yeah. top four that pop up. James White, and I've heard good things about that one. So uh-huh. yeah. 
he was also in the uh, TV series on Hulu, uh, the uh, TV series of, uh, if you want to call it that, uh, Catch-22. Okay, yeah, no, you... And, no, the yeah. entire... Like, I don't think anybody's really successfully nailed Catch-22. So, to even dare challenge it, you gotta be there, well, so... Yeah, and to challenge the already... Uh, classic movie yeah. with uh, Adam, Adam Arkin. Well, uh, uh, that's what I'm saying. A lot of people don't give the movie a lot of credit. It's like they can't yeah. translate the book. No. So, yeah. Which a so, lot of books you can't, but uh, that one maybe more so. Right. But if you yeah. like it, check, check. And it comes at night? Yeah. Oh, oh no. I... That that's the next level of apocalypse movies there. Oh yeah, and and again, it's one of those movies that that I don't think people really saw, um, or talk about. But it's definitely you know the elevated horror. It's definitely oh, it's an A twenty four. Dare I say? Yeah, yeah, you're right. Um. All right, so uh, Father Damien has been left the room, so we got to kind of <laughs> get. Oh, we oh, got to so, start wrapping up before. Yeah, uh, the, right before. Yeah, before so, the uh, body of Christ compels us to. Oh, I think we're beyond that. So, uh, uh, no, so, okay. but uh, well, as I say, I got an idea of when I got to get out of here. So, no worries. Okay. And, All right, you just want. Yeah, let's just get to uh, your 10 o'clock show, which I think I know what it is. So My 10 o'clock showing to wrap up the night would be Event Horizon. Oh, yes. Not, not popular when it, when it came out, but it, it got a new uh, lease on life, as it were, thanks to DVD and streaming oh, and all yeah, that. Yeah, well, I'd go all the way back to cable. I saw it a lot of times back on your HBOs, your stars, your encore. Cable, yeah. But it just was not successful in well, uh, in the cinema, no. Because it bombed, no. because it bombed, it, yeah. was easy, it was easily get the it was easy to get the rights to. Hence you're going to see it on every cable movie channel. Mhm. That's what and it's, it is. A, it's a genre. It's a genre movie, and those oh, don't yeah. necessarily, you know, but two big dollars. No, no. Uh, we've done a podcast on Event Horizon, and I don't mind talking about it again because, uh, especially after this, me. well, right, but especially after this rewatch about possession, and it's like, well, Evil Dead Two is more about the environment being possessed than it is about people getting possessed. And mm-hmm. how do you beat a spaceship that's gone to hell and wants to take the next people to hell? Mm-hmm. And never mind the fact that it's a movie starring, oh gosh, and I'm blanking on his name, which is Lawrence not, Fishburne. Well, Lawrence Fishburne is awesome in it, but Sam um, Neil. Sam Neil, thank you. Yeah, that's yeah. what I was reaching for. And Sam Neil is. Like I still got to get around to it on Shutter since it's on there now. Since we have the 4K release and what have you of uh, Possession, mm-hmm. from, you know, um, he's been in, he's been in a horror movie or two before this. That's for sure. Well, I mean, he was Damien in the third. Yes. Arc, so yeah, he sure uh, was. So I, I I will say uh, I did not. Well, I 
I have a copy of The Mouth of Madness. Have not watched it yet, but it's like I know this guy can't hold an American accent for too long. So it's good that he's doing just Australian in this one. <laughs> yeah, yeah. He, we, because the character, you know, doesn't necessarily because we are in the future. It doesn't right. necessarily be a, an American thing, a yeah. Canadian, whatever. Well, so you don't have it, to. It's a fun element of the movie if you watch the, uh, if you look at the uh, signia of the flag on his uh, his uh, jumpsuit. Mm-hmm. It's of what essentially the, uh, well, okay, he's a Kiwi. I shouldn't, I don't want to, I don't want to get my ass kicked by uh, Zoe Bell <laughs> by confusing Kiwis and uh, Aussies. <laughs> yeah, you don't want to do that. Right. Oh, I don't know. That's okay. That's an entirely different <laughs> different podcast. Yes. Uh, no, it's um, uh, it's so Sam Neill, but basically, Event Horizon is about a spaceship that was trying to make that complete the Tesseract. For those who learned about bending time yeah. in grade school from a wrinkle in time, which seems to be untranslatable, what? um. No, it, they're they're doing they're doing the wormhole thing. Yeah, which well, uh, right? Uh, yeah, Stephen Hawking uh, postulated the uh, theory of the uh, the wormhole, and when he was alive, you know, he's the physicist that when he spoke, everybody listened. Right. Um, he he also uh, you know the father of the black hole uh, and all that, which the, all this stuff plays into that. Yeah. Um, hence oh, the no, name of the a, ship being the, the event, event horizon and yeah it's a spaceship that creates its own black hole to travel through travel extreme distances mm-hmm. you might you might make it you might have to make a uh detour to hell essentially is what this movie is about yeah and and that's so so the way i look at event horizon it really follows a basic formula of all these movies uh a crew is is uh, somehow called off of their uh, main mission. Now, in Event Horizon, they're just on R&R, but they're called back from it to go uh, investigate the horizon, the Event Horizon all the way on the other side of the galaxy. When they get there, bad things start happening. They've got to jump onto the, uh, the Event Horizon, uh, which is a bad ship. They gotta right. fix everything. People die along the way. It follows that formula, um, which isn't bad. Well, you no, know, it, even... it's it's like it's like aliens and the Exorcist all tied into one, and Hellraiser oh, yeah. on top of that. Hellraiser. Yeah. If if uh, now if if the internet is to be believed, and why wouldn't you believe the internet? Um, he that there is thirty minutes of film that he cut that exists somewhere. And it is supposed to be some of the most horrific, gruesome footage that 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 he shot that the studio wanted out because they were like, "We we can't release this with all that kind of I stuff." Be, I believe it was found in a salt mine in Croatia. Yes, yeah, yeah, yeah. I believe so. Yeah, earthquake uh, uh, unearthed it. Right. Yeah. So yeah. So yeah. there's a trip that, to hell. Trip to hell that should you know is to be made at some point. I, yeah, like, and that almost is like the the Hellraiser element of it. There's there's a um, 
it's not weird, but there's one one character either from the original crew. Anyway, you see him floating, and his face has the uh, the pinhead uh, cuts on it, where you can just imagine pins going in. Yeah, for, for pinhead, he he does mash up all these kind of elements. Um, the very end scene. Uh, now again, the the statue limited limitations is over because this thing came out in what 1997 yep um that end scene where where um jolie richardson's character is having a dream it's him um she she wakes up and the door opens yeah you think it okay she had a dream she wakes up yeah and she's in the hands of the rescue crew and then the door shuts again yeah, but, it, but before that, I'm talking about the scene where the door opens up and they're all it's it's that smoky kind of stuff. F- flashlights are breaking through it. That is that is a whole cut cloth out of uh, Aliens opening scene where yes. they discover yeah. Ripley. I mean, almost. Almost the heartbeat. Boom, 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 boom. The dream, the the rescue crew, uh, everything. Yeah. Uh, so he definitely matched those up. But yeah, like 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 you mentioned, what separates this from all those other movies is that gravity drive is um, the the place that that you that you go to while you're getting to the other side of where you want to go to if you even get there. That's what makes this movie fun, scary. Maybe not. Maybe to some people. Um, and then what it ends up doing to dr weir he becomes he becomes the ship or the devil or hell pinhead uh yeah. you know the, the, he, the he, famous he, he, right he knows his place like yeah and, yeah, I, the, and he's accepted it which is a scary thing full yeah full, yeah he's he's in for a penny in for a pound and you get that that the iconic uh lawrence fishburne looks at him and goes what happened to your eyes? And he says, "Well, we're going. We don't, don't need them." <laughs> yeah. So th- that's what separates uh, all all, the, all this this from all the other bad things happen in space movies. And I think that I think the cast uh, separates it too. Uh, oh yeah. You know, you, can, I mean, you can't I, argue. Jason, Jason Isaacs, Sean Pertry, um, and that's just. Joe- Kathleen Quinlan, yes. not a lot of people might be familiar with her, but she's been around, you know, for ages. Lawrence Fish, yeah, Sam Neill. Yeah, I mean, no, it's, a, was, it, it's it, solid. It, yeah, it's it's kind of sad that his next movie essentially was Resident Evil. And I like the Resident Evil movies, except for the last one. Like, it's good. I got burned out on them. Oh, no, it's the first. He, yeah, the first one is Gary. It's it's more or less like, come on, can't you give us a, a video game adaptation, not just like, oh, I'll pick and choose. Yeah, well, so, yeah, and, it, where, it, if you're if you're like, it's easy to chap out after the third one, let alone sticking around is. for the sixth one. Or yeah, it yeah. is. And in between that, he did such great films like Pompeii, right? Um, yeah, I say that very, very sarcastically. Three Musketeers, um, which, which yeah, was, which is basically, hey, how can I still show off my hot wife? And it's like, 
Uh, yeah. You know, since the fifth element, I've been obsessed with her, so I get it. Oh, yeah. 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 Well, and then you got Monster Hunter, which um, wasn't as which wasn't as bad as I thought it was going to be, but no, it, 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 it ain't it a, good. <laughs> but you know, it's one of those movies like. I look at some movies like that one, you know, it's yeah, late at no, night. I, right. I know what I'm going getting myself into. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. But at least when he was doing Event Horizon, um, I mean, I, you know, maybe he hadn't been spoiled by the by the big budgets or, you know, and, what and, have you. Because right. bef- well, before Mortal this, Kombat, he made Mortal Kombat. Yes, yeah, thank you. It was a lot of, yeah. a lot of fun. I'm not. Yeah. I, yeah. I it doesn't hold up in 4K, but it was no. Yeah, but this guy um, is the epitome of video game director. No, and I think he's a great 3D director. Mm-hmm. Which is one of those mm-hmm. weird things. Like, why hasn't anybody else tried to be a good 3D director? It's a it's a it's a schlocky concept. Like, oh, you're doing this strictly for a buck and a gimmick. Mm-hmm. And, but. No, there's an art to it, and I will say Paul W.S. Anderson kind of nailed it. Yeah. Uh, yeah. Now, and, and... Grant, granted, you need scripts. You, you like Aside from the shower sequence in full Resident Evil 4 Afterlife, which is really brilliantly shot, but it's like, mm-hmm. yeah, there, there needs to be a story behind that instead of... You need like, a, and, and you need actors. Yeah, no, Mila... Uh, Mila is a decent enough actress, but yeah, he doesn't. He doesn't. Like, nobody goes to a Paul W. S. Anderson movie like, oh, you mean I have to go and try to g- give an A game on that? Yeah, I hate to yeah. say that. I hate to say that, Ron Perlman. You're a, you know, like, but well, Ron Perlman always gives you Ron Perlman, but yeah, you you know what. You know what you get when when you get and Ron Perlman he's been in you know he, he definitely you know he he he's kind of like and I'm gonna get a lot of heat but he's kind of like Samuel Jackson where he's not gonna turn out a script that goes uh, on on his agent's desk so in the middle right. of no uh, and there, this this kind of brings me back to the beginning of my podcast so I always do a shot of Malort which is I believe still an Illinois only alcohol. But I got into this Malort, you know, back in 2007, where it was only a Chicago alcohol. Uh, I did not, you know, I really want to know what he felt, because I think some guys challenged him to drinking Malort. Um, It was a it was a part of the. They challenged Ron Perlman. Yeah. Well, no, they asked him, have you tried it? Do you want to try it? Uh, This is an alcohol that my best friend said. Uh, she came across it when she was in Joliet, Illinois, uh, not even an hour south of Chicago. And she said it tastes like uh, smells of flowers, tastes like rotting meat. Oh, I, nice. Yeah, I drink this stuff That's up. It. I drink this stuff up because it's was the like rite of passage to, to Chicago wrestling. Like, I did not know that they get, you know, I was part of the like, I was working my ass off to be part of the wrestling business, but I did not know that I was accepted into it until they invited me to shoot this stuff. <laughs> and, and now then, it's now it's all over downstate. So let's it, granted it's been 15 years, but it's like, yeah, 
so yeah. They got Ron, I want to challenge Ron Perlman to do anything. Oh. I, I think so. that guy could snap me like a twig. Oh. <laughs> yeah, it's one of those weird ones when you're happy to be snapped, though. <laughs> yeah. Hey, you know you know who broke me in half? Ron Perlman. Yeah. I met Ron Perlman. Right. He broke me back. Yeah. <laughs> All right. So we spent a lot of time on the marathon. So let's get this uh, main event going. Uh, the Exorcist. Uh, which is a brilliant film. As you say, I did four and a half star. I just couldn't give it five. Because um, I think by the end of it, and I don't know, a lot of people are really affected by the end of it. For me, it's like, Man, we kind of wrap that up fast. Um, but it's all of the boundaries it pushed on the way there. Like mm-hmm. I I like I am somebody who loves to use the C word in a non in a non feminine directed way. I'm right. I mean, I love I love English cinema, so you know, hey, it's just a word they a use. Yeah. Yeah. Um but no, I'm a little freaked out when it's like do you know what your C word daughter your C word ing daughter did? <laughs> yeah. yeah. Oh it's um But so that's yeah. that's 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 the, the, the tool of the devil is to shock and uh mortify just like when he when he said your mother sucked Sucks. you know in hell. Right, yeah. Yeah. There's a yeah. great robot chicken sketch about that. Where it's like, uh-huh. your yeah. mama, your mama sucks in hell, and it's like, well, I know she was pretty. Uh, yeah, she that was kind of her thing. So, oh, she but she loves all of them, like, the the white ones, the big ones, the small ones, the black ones. Oh no, 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 no that's not my mother. You're talking to she. Ne- she was a that she was an inherent racist. <laughs> <laughs> I'm sorry, ma'am. Keep soaking those. In hell, <laughs> right? Yeah, so, I recall that. Yeah, uh, you know, but, but with being raised again, I fall back. You know, right? I, I uh, so as a yeah, I was gonna say I was raised Methodist, and it's like, yeah, it was a pretty repetitive his Sunday school. Like, and we'll do something Old Testament until we get to Christmas. Then we're gonna do Jesus, and then we're gonna go back to Easter. Mm-hmm. Like yeah, you're not gonna you're not gonna give me all the juicy details mm-hmm. about John the Baptist getting decapitated. Oh, they didn't I'm teach you in that Catholic. Yeah, Catholics yeah. love talking about that stuff. Um, so so my so the Exorcist scared the Dickens out of me. I okay. couldn't because I saw it as a, I saw it as a kid. All right, and well, yeah, as I say, so I'm, yeah. Yeah, I think I think if you're what forty three and you see it, you're not going to be scared. Um, maybe oh, no, I'm not you're... saying I was not shocked. Like, whoa, right? Well, yeah. what the? Like, I did not. But I did not expect Ellen Burstyn to earn her red wings during this movie, <laughs> right? Uh, but I think yeah. if you were forty three in what seventy five oh, when it came out, yeah, no, no, I don't I know think how it's you. Still... That's the entire thing about the franchise is how do you make this work after the you, Reagan administration? You 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 can't. Um, it's yeah. just it doesn't have the same umph 
to right. it. So well, no, people like are in that, and that's and let's say, and that's a sad thing. Just in the fact that, is it a sad thing? I don't know. It's kind of like I would have really loved to have felt this as terrifying as everybody else thought, and it's not like I couldn't think back to that time period. It's like, oh yeah, no, I was a Sunday. I went to Sunday school. Yeah, this is mm-hmm. this is nightmare stuff. And so, so, but the fact that I'm acknowledging, like, oh shit, I'm glad I didn't have to deal with it. Yeah, <laughs> tells you how it, effective it is. It it is. So so my parents, they when it came to movies, and I learned a lot about movies from my mom and dad. Um, they never said we can't watch this, we can't watch that. They were all like, okay, um, except for The Exorcist. So my mom and dad, I think they might have rented it from Blockbuster. They send me upstairs. They're like, you cannot watch this. And me being the uh, the kid that didn't never listen to his parents and always got bean for it. I was like, oh, I'm going to show them. Um, I saw it through a crack in a door. And yeah, it, it didn't sit well with me for like days and days. And my mom finally got it out of me. And she's like, well, that's what you get for you know, not listening to us. And it always stuck with me so much so that when the, the director's came, cut came out with the, uh, spider um, walk. Yeah. The, and more of the Pazoo Pazu in there. Pazuzu, um, yeah. 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 Well now I'm a, I'm an adult now. Uh, and I'm like, Oh, Hmm. I don't know. I don't know. Um, but I, I watched it and it creeped the crap out of me again. But I think a lot of that had to do with, yeah, I was raised Catholic and Catholics. I don't know if they teach it now, but you go to Sunday school and you're just hit over the head with all this stuff. All of it. All of it. Possession is real. The devil is real. If you don't, you know, they they talk about dying the moment that you're born. Uh, So now being a young, young child, I've seen this and it it's still you know, it's stuck, but now, you know, I've got the, I got the 4k release. I got the, there was a really yeah. nice blue blu-ray edition had the booklet and all that. I still watch it. And, and now being an adult, um, you still get that little pang that, that I know what's going to happen. Oh no, it, it but, is. Yeah. It, it's, it's brilliant because it's like, and it's just, and great. Well, now you now I'm like, all right, Bruce, you better go to your letterbox and edit that review. Like, it is a uh, five star, but like, he's yeah, easily. And what he was doing, you know, uh, uh, cinematically wise, that wasn't you know being done a lot. Uh, there's probably floating around online everywhere is when she's walking up the steps, they had to, they, they designed kind of like a, um, a chair on a wire, like a proto steady cam. Yeah. Yeah. So, you know, he did do a lot of, uh, interesting stuff in the film. Um, so much so that now people are like, Oh, he treated, uh, uh, Blair horribly. He, he put her in a frozen room. Uh, yeah, I I don't know. I like I had an argument with a friend about Kubrick and like uh, yeah. dealing with yeah. uh, Shelley Shelley Winters. I think it was like Shelley Long. Yeah, Shelley Long. Thank you. I always get like no cheers, worries. Cheers, cheers, chick. Shining chick. 
<laughs> Sorry that's to use the word chick. Really, but that's yeah. really long. Um, yeah, and no, the cruelty well, is like yeah, but I think it's like I don't know. As somebody who's dealt with um for the professional wrestling business, speaking out type situations. And I still sit and say, like, no, but I think that's you know, like if it's if I understand the artist's intent. I can't, you know, I'm being the pussy there, not not uh, I for think not taking that abuse, and that's not that's not the that is the wrong attitude to approach it with. But I understand, yeah. you know, I'm. Hey, I've written a screenplay about zombies and pro wrestlers. It's like, oh, that's cool, right? Yeah. It's like I want this to happen, and I want it to happen in my way. So screw you if you don't want to do it that way. And hence yeah. why it hasn't sold. No, no, it hasn't sold because I have not figured a right way to promote it. Right. And well, I don't want to be the I don't want to be the director anyhow. So, <laughs> but you gotta go fund me. Oh no, no, it's go just f- trying to figure out the right gimmick to get people to jump on it. You know. Ah, I got gotcha. you. Right. I, gotcha. well, so, I, I don't. I don't condone abuse or anything like that. I don't. No. Um, but there's but a, a, there's a degree of accepting what you're doing. Yeah, and 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 there's also you know like at a certain point, what me personally has to do is I got to separate the art from the artist um, yes. or the actor. Like, because if I didn't, I would never watch Video Drum again, and that is hands down one of my favorite movies. But if I looked at it, knowing what I know now. Well, but like, that's, well, just, that's just James Woods. You could ignore that guy. Yeah, that's what I'm saying. I got I got to. Because uh, Videodrome, oh. Cronenberg, Cronenberg's one of my heroes. So. Right, no, that's, that's what I'm saying. It's like, think about it as a Cronenberg movie, not a James Wood movie, and you're fine. Exactly, okay. exactly. Yeah, even so, with... So, uh, I yeah. just want to throw this out there because uh, trivia. I, I participate in a trivia team every uh, Thursday night in Champagne. Well, that and, sounds fun. Yeah, and uh, we had a question like one of the questions earlier in the night was this uh, sexually transmitted disease results in so many cases of blindness, and I said, "Well, if it's a bacteria, it's not it's not herpes, so it's got to be chlamydia because everybody gets chlamydia." I have not gotten chlamydia, ladies, but I haven't either. But <laughs> uh, I'm just saying. <laughs> I've heard many. I I've known many a person who had, and it's treatable, oh, okay. and and it's all it, right. it's yeah. all right. Whatever. Syphilis and, causes blindness. Yes, it does too. But like we got, I've never that. had that either. And no, and somebody mentioned, well, koalas have a lot of chlamydia, and they have a lot of blindness. Yes, all right, we're going with chlamydia. That's the answer. So, and then later in the night, uh, the final question was, who's gotten, who's has the most Academy Award nominations for best original screenplay and it's like i think it's woody allen but you know there's still 50 you know there's still 50 years before him so i don't want to say bet 100 on it and it's like yeah russ you should have bet 100 on it you know it's like yeah and, Woody Allen, and, right and we had a week uh, and before this new trivia season started as we're trying to get to the tournament of champions to chicago we had a bunch of off weeks and it's like there was a it was a jo- running joke like uh one of the one name it was one week the team's name was R- where's russ and the next week uh, i can't like it was um 
oh, I can't remember what we called it, but it was another joke at my expense. <laughs> <laughs> and then, the, and then finally, like we and we won both those weeks, and then the third week we didn't. And then it's like, oh right, well next off season it's going to be Russ has chlamydia and Woody Allen. <laughs> as long so, as Woody Allen didn't give you chlamydia. Well, and I I still have to watch because uh, I'm just saying like I've always been one of those like well it was a case that went uh you know it was a criminal case like and Allen beat it like. And it's not like Michael Jackson who went through two cases, like. But I still have to watch yeah. Alan. I still have to watch Alan versus Pharaoh. I totally acknowledge that, and I've been saying that for the last two years of doing this podcast. Like, I, I haven't, I haven't seen it. Just be, I haven't seen it. It's not for a want. Um, no, I'm, I'm just saying it's more or less like. I hate to say it, Woody Allen is. I think he's a brilliant writer and director. It's like, yeah. it's just, you know, that's what I'm saying. It's like, yeah. And, uh, you know, just how the criminal prosecution system does not take women seriously. It's like, Oh, that's yeah. That's why that's... I like, it's like, Hey, yeah. The law says this. And it's like, yeah, but I know the law sucks. So <laughs> The law is an ass, yeah. Yeah, so it's like I, you know, my problem with Woody Allen, it's like, eh, there's, you know, mm-hmm. be realistic, mm-hmm. people. So, um, yeah, yeah. So yeah, uh, but I'm just going through my notes on The Exorcist. Like, as I'm saying, it for me, a lot of it is as a cynic. It's like, come on, movie, tell me why you're so awesome, and it does. Oh yeah, but it's it like, does. As a not as somebody who focuses on ninety minute movies, obviously it's like, yeah. Did we need to really go to Northern Iraq? And like when I we went to Northern Iraq, I got Alien versus Predator vibes. This doesn't <laughs> belong here. Forty years before, it's like movie. well, but yeah. Alien versus Predator says that the Predators were making all our societies anyhow. So <laughs> <laughs> there you go. Uh, I. I, I the the thing that that always that that I feel um, now I'm not going to claim to know 100 percent of all cinema history, but the Exorcist made Exorcist movies popular. We, you know, oh no, I can that, I can jump was, to the end of my notes. Basically, it's like oh I'm sorry if you no 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 it's it's a great statement. Uh, it's like. I don't know if the franchise could have worked past the Reagan era, as I stated. And then it's like, really, you could have made this as a PG-13. You know, you cut out the entire lick me mommy and... Humping the cross. Yeah, uh, right. It's like, eh, yeah, we could have gotten away with that. But there's no good PG-13 Exorcist movies. No, no, none of them. No, and like, what is it? The Last Exorcist, which was basically a freaking ad for a website? Yeah, and which was not The Last Exorcism because we got a part two. Um, Oh, well, I didn't want to go that deep. Oh, wow. People went to the website? Jesus. So I, I look at it like all these movies are trying to emulate what The Exorcist is. You got it, you know, I have not seen this new movie, but you got it with the uh, 
like, did we really need a background on, on Father Marin? But we got two of them. Yes. Um, I didn't, like, no, nobody. And you say two of them, and it's like, no, we got one of them. They re edited it. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. I was splitting hairs. You got the, the Paul Schrader uh, yeah. version. They didn't like that. So yeah. they brought in Remy Harlan. Yeah. Um, oh, gosh. Why the. I like Die Hard too. I and I've heard that the Long Kiss Goodnight is a brilliant movie. Oh, it's fun! But it no, fun. no, 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 no. Why do you think he can ever actually do anything on his own? Yeah, and then now the TV series that was good. I but heard they good separated. Things, yeah, it, it, unfortunately, it was canceled. But you know, they separated it from the 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 movie somewhat. Now, this new one, and I, I'll go on record, I've not seen it yet, but based on the trailers, it just looks like another run-of-the-mill exorcism movie trying to be the exorcist. Right. Uh, I'll give it credit, though. It's going back to using Ellen Burstyn and like not the weird-ass shit they did for Heretic. Uh, exorcist oh, yeah. Theater. Well, and they, didn't, and they, don't, they don't try and do the... Uh, cgi de-aging thing right yeah right so that's cool so i did make a note is pazu is pazuzu effectively tyler durden at least from a directive tutorial standpoint oh no no he's real what pazuzu yeah oh i take it you mean like tyler burden is the uh is the projection of uh well, I it's like oh. you catch it. What I'm saying is you catch it in certain scenes, like when uh, oh yeah, but you got to pay attention, da- right? When Damien's when mom, it. yeah, when Damien's mom's coming out of the subway, and then you see an image like a a single frame of Pazuzu pop out. Yeah, and you and, see and him in was, the kitchen, right? It, well, and I didn't, as I'm saying, it's like you're trying to catch like, and that's what I'm saying about Tyler Durden when you watch you know, fight club so many times, like I have, uh, my mm-hmm. originally, my original wrestling gimmick was intended to be Ty Durden because I <laughs> had, had practiced martial arts up until my rest, my high school wrestling career. So like, if I want to break your ribs, I can do that because I mean, you know, I did that at mm-hmm. 11. So it's, but, and then it's like, they flaked out the night of like, well, they kind of know you that you're already Russ Stevens, so why are we going to do a gimmick on you? And it's like, yeah. you, took, you took all, you know, you made me take all that time to come up with entrance music, which was me trying to cut sound bites from Fight Club ahead of wave files of music. <laughs> I had to convert to waves. That was. And then the final <laughs> irony is uh, current World Wrestling, uh, Feder- uh, World Wrestling Entertainment uh, heavyweight champion Seth Rollins, who I uh, I can't say I changed with, but we're from the tra- same wrestling school, and I knew Seth before he ever got to that point. Wow! And, like his uh, character on the Indies was Tyler Black, and his entrance music was, uh, and you, and you enter the cave and you walk inside. You're inside your heart, and then you hear "End of Heartache" by Killswitch. He stole that from you? No, he did not. That one I can't say he stole from me. I can say, but no. As I say, I I know Colby Lopez personally. 
<laughs> I have a win over that guy. Um, but uh, it's like, dang it. Like, and no, I got on him back when he was wearing a one glove over his right hand because my gimmick was I had broken my wrist, uh, my right wrist. And then I watched Return of the Jedi one night and like, oh, Luke Skywalker got shot in the hand, his fake hand, <laughs> and wore a glove ever <laughs> since. So I did that first. But no, I can't say uh, he ripped me off. That's um, fun stuff. But with the Exorcist, I love the fact that it kept the movie like in reality, because mm-hmm. you, you can see when she's uh, when um, Chris is shooting a movie, you see Warner Brothers on the trailer, and then uh, mm-hmm. they make a joke later on. It's like, well, this movie is like if Walt Disney went to Vietnam, <laughs> acknowledging that yeah, Disney has no teeth <laughs> back in the seventies. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And then you have Roman, like you have Jack McCowan as uh, Burke, the director. And it's like, after he goes after the Swiss guy in the movie, it's like, oh, that's supposed to be Roman Polanski. And this is, uh, before, and this is before he uh, ran away from the law. <laughs> gotcha. Yeah. And I, well, and I was, and... yeah, I was doing some <laughs> Wikipedia stuff on that. It's like, I don't know if I blame him for dodging the... Because I guess they reneged on his plea deal, and that's why he jumped. <laughs> so. Yeah, there's a documentary on, on him. Uh, they they make that... Uh, not the central point, but one of right. them. And, yeah. But, you know, I think... I think you hit on on, on the, 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 the thing about The Exorcist. It was set in our world. Yeah. Um, you do see, I mean, if, if you know, if you were around at that time, you did see familiar things. It's it's grounded in, in a world we recognize. Unlike, you know, as much as I like Insidious, mm-hmm. those kind of movies where they want to take you to another world. This happens in in the city. You see, you know, she's film. She's a famous actress uh, or at least a very Good actress. Uh, uh, she's more famous. She, she's more famous in the movie than she was famous at the time because. Well, I'm talking saying, about the character. I'm right, about and the character. no, you read some of what I'm saying. The character was more famous in her world than uh, Ellen Bernstein was famous in hers. Like, there's a lot of controversy about why should you cast Jason Miller, who's a playwright, as Father Damien, and Ellen Bernstein. Like, okay, she was in the Last Picture Show the year before that, but. Like, mm-hmm. is she famous? Like, well, Max, that... Max Max von Sudo is probably your most famous actor in the movie, and he gets all the yeah. posters and everything. And to Max von Sudo's oh, credit, to Max von Sudo's credit, he's always looked like Max von Sudo. Like he was yeah. forty, he was forty four when this movie came out, and it's like they had to make they had to put makeup on him to make him look older. Well, that's true. Yeah. But I'm just saying, it's like yeah. he doesn't no, look that far. Pretty... He doesn't look that far removed from the being the uh, three-eyed raven in Game of Thrones. Yeah, he, he, yeah, and even you go back to like the Virgin Spring. Oh um, yeah, uh, well the, I mean, the one time the he, one time I'm fascinated by the makeup work was Flash Gordon in '81. Yeah, the only well, time he doesn't look like, like that. that. Well, well, I'm just well, saying, not Ming, but he's yeah. always been like like, are you thirty or fifty? Right. I don't know. 
you know, so they didn't take a lot. Uh, Jason Miller, um, from what I've heard on the commentaries and whatnot, that was, they were, it was not hit. He was not their first choice. Yeah. I, I don't remember who was, but I think he finally got it because of the championship season. Um, okay. Yeah. And then, and then they, they stuck with him. Um, and even through some of that, like one of my favorite scenes in that movie is he's already been like exposed to the house, to, to Reagan. He's going home on, uh, the, the, the whole sequence is pretty uh, good. He's going home. He's going down onto the, uh, the subway and the, uh, the homeless guy looks up and goes, "Won't you help out oh, a uh, old altar, uh, old altar yeah. boy?" Yeah, yeah. That that scene, for whatever reason, I can't explain it, sticks with me more than the scenes that should. Like uh, the the head spinning and the pea soup. Oh, well, uh, that's that's like all shock shock content for the interview. I mean, for the inter, you know, for YouTube. Like, yeah. I mean, no, I think the. Uh, Vazuzu is good enough on his own. I loved, loved, like, did you do that? Yes. Could you do it again? And it's like, oh, if I need a quick lesson in in uh, Latin, this is a movie to watch. Uh, mm-hmm. <laughs> it's like, yeah. Uh, it's, yeah, it's very basic shit, but it's like, oh, yeah, no, no, I know what you're saying. And that there. was, that was, uh, uh, so I, I don't know what people know, but anyway, that was before that was still Vatican one when they would teach uh, when they would say all the masses in Latin. Yeah. So if you were Catholic um, or just went to school and, you know, they taught Latin and you took it because, you know, reasons uh, you, you, you would. Oh, yeah, I know, I know what he's saying, because uh, you weren't going to go to, you know, mass and not know your basic Latin. Right. Um, yeah. So yeah, no, as a Methodist, no, I never had to learn any of that. But uh right. no, as a I would say it's more of like being somebody who wants to be an entertainer and it's like, you know, when you hear Scott Steiner, Vinnie Victor, like whatever mm-hmm. fate, fortune favors the bold. That was another story of my ex girlfriend, like I'm watching an old WVU network show and they show all these weird promos Scott Steiner cut and then like like well, and then he just starts speaking weird languages. And then my girlfriend's watching it. It's like he said, Vic, you know, he said, um, fortune favors the vault. Both <laughs> like, you couldn't mm-hmm. have been there in the commentator's booth. Well, granted, you're two years younger than me, so no, obviously, <laughs> but <laughs> yeah, so all right, so let's see. No, I mean, but this is big on the power of suggestion, which is something I find with possession movies. And it's like, it goes back to Prince of Darkness. It's like, I think um, Victor Wong's character basically says, yeah, I don't doubt that you have evil in your basement, but why are we entertaining it? Yeah. If you you don't want to acknowledge it, then it won't exist. And it goes back to the... um, in the exorcist when the psychologists are basically saying, Hey, maybe an exorcism is what you need. Like Reagan believes he's possessed. 
So hence you uh, need somebody to tell her that she is possessed. And if that's the case, if you do a successful exorcism, the possession will leave. Yeah. I, yeah, but I don't think even at that point, either either one of them, Reagan or uh, her, her mother there, they were going, they weren't going down that road yet until well, they, it was mentioned. Right. But uh, no, exactly. But the fact of the matter is Reagan wasn't religious, nor was her mother. Right. I don't know really what direction you were trying to take this in, I guess is what I'm saying. It's like, all right, if it's power suggestion, that's no different than voodoo. If you don't believe in voodoo dolls, a voodoo doll can't affect you. Right. I see where you're going. But interestingly enough, too, a lot of these a lot of these possession movies, like The Exorcist, none of them believe in, you know, you never see they and maybe that's not a point of a movie at all, but you never see it see them going to church, talking about church, talking about anything until the proverbial poo hits the fan and then they're right. like go get a priest. Yeah. And they find them so you know, it's like you could just look in the, the phone book or today would be Google. Uh right. priest near me. Mm. Yeah. So yeah, that that's just something. It's like and I think a lot of that comes down to religion itself is just the power of suggestion. Uh, it goes back to Game of Thrones with uh, Liam Cunningham as uh, Davos Seaworth. Like, mm-hmm. I, I used to think the gods were something we made up to keep children in line. And I think, mm-hmm. uh, you know, and you, know, you get over that fact. Um but as it went, like, so it's like for Reagan, it makes a lot of sense then because she's a child. But then it's like when you bring it into adulthood and you actually have to, like, is it demons or are we just being assholes? Oh, well, in the context of the movie, no, yeah, it's yeah. It's, it's it's Pazoo. Yeah, no, he's a. Uh... He's very real in the movie. Well, but it's um, more its more of a way to get to Father Damien is what I guess I'm getting at. Yeah, yeah. It's not which, a, which it I, like... It, it was. And and I, that, that's one thing I've always had a problem with the film is how did he know that this was going to happen and Father Marin was going to be sent? Well, the Father like, Marin, that, that doesn't come until the, like, all right, if I'm Third. the Vatican, if I'm the Vatican, no, I'm not going to send the guy mentioned in the backward chatter. Yeah, right. I, and I guess that's my biggest problem with the uh, Exorcist is like, eh, we could have cut the Iraqi Northern Iraq stuff out, but you couldn't because that's where we we get introduced to. Uh, well, you get the statue element. Yeah, and he gets to that. Not, so no, it. That, it Right, it doesn't work for uh, Father Marin, but right, no, it's I don't know that that is so that's where I'm getting into the cutting hairs. Is like as somebody who thinks a movie should not be longer than two episodes of television, <laughs> uh, so that's where I'm at, and it's like now I'm cutting hairs. No, and like yeah, I, no, no, there's but no, that's the that's the beauty of cinema, which I hold above television it's like no you should be able to like that was another trivia question this week was um 
and this year it was this year and i totally blanked because i thought the movie was older and but the tv show was younger was this year was the uh what year did uh this actor win his best get nominated for best best supporting act well no it was they said it what year did Lawrence of Olivia um uh, Lawrence of Arabia come out? And I thought that was late fifties. And when did this the Jetsons come out? And I thought that was mid sixties at best. <laughs> I left it to the rest of the team and thankfully they pulled it off. <laughs> but right. Uh yeah. yeah. So um yeah, no, the only other note I have uh, is, well, I do need to clear my uh, browser history as I'm wondering, how often do we use the uh, C word in a verb tense? <laughs> yeah. And well, uh, going on your browser, yeah. Yeah, I might want to clear that out. And uh, otherwise, the entire, why did we do a psycho stairway jump when... Uh, Pazuzu grabs the psychiatrist's balls. Uh, in The Exorcist? Yeah. I I don't know exactly. Right. I was about to oh. say, that's a, that's a choice. It's like, hey, remember, it's, it's, remember when it was scary when Martin Burrow <laughs> got stabbed well, and pushed down the stairs? <laughs> but you're talking about when uh, when he when he he takes Pazu, Pazu into him and jumps out the window. That's no, what no, about, I'm right? talking about the hypnotism bit before that. Oh, like oh. I am, I am. All right, if I'm talking to Reagan, then I am talking to the person inside of them. Hmm. Yeah. yeah. And then he just grabs the nuts, <laughs> and he falls oh, backwards. Yeah. Like that's that's no, that's not the place for the psycho stairwell shot. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. You know, give me a few more feet, I suppose. Yeah, I wouldn't, I wouldn't be sitting too close to her. Yeah, well, no, I don't know why he sat down. That was just stupidity. Yeah. I'd probably be at the foot of the bed or yeah. well, mm-hmm. no, it was it was a it was in a room where she was seated seated and there were chairs around and you know, after the picture falls off the wall when you ask the question, it's like Mhm. I mean, mm-hmm. I'm a ballsy asshole, but again, it's like I will measure what the universe is telling me beforehand. <laughs> right. You you, you got to read the room, right? Yes, exactly. Read the room. Read the right. room. Yeah. I but I the 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 um there's a documentary and it's on Shutter. Yeah. Um with with William Friedkin um Shoot, it's I'm drawing a blank now. Uh, um uh anyway, in the uh in the documentary, he poses the question of why why then with, with uh with the, the, the priest uh why then at that time could Pazu uh possess him? And he says he can't find the answer. He doesn't know the answer. Um, William Peter Blatty told him uh, something. He's like, but I didn't buy his uh, explanation. So that, again, why the movie like sticks around. It's things like that. Why? 
Why did this happen? Why? Why did that happen? And it's the, the they're not bad questions like I'm judging like they're judging the movie. It's a legitimate, you know, thought experiment. Mm-hmm. Yeah. But to to copy it, leap of faith. That's what it's called. To right. copy it like all these like all these other movies have done. I you know I I, I think the closest one I was thinking about doing it for this, but it was uh, it was too long. Um, was the the exorcism of M, uh, Emily Rose? I I, I want to say that was it. The actress from. Uh, Dexter. Okay, yeah, we're still stretching. I never got around to watching Dexter during its prime. Okay, hold on, hold on a second. I'll uh, uh, ah, last two seasons were right. No, great. we all know. Goes for any prestige TV show. Yeah, they kind of putter out. Um, Jennifer Carpenter. Okay. Um, wasn't the exorcism of Emily Rose might have been, but I found that one. Uh, it was more of a legal procedure with flashbacks. Mm. Um, and the questions being asked was she possessed by the devil or something else, but she dies during the, uh, Again, that sounds like Emily During the Rose. exorcism. So the priest. With Tom Wilkinson. I think it is. That's yeah. what I'm saying. Yeah. Hence why I didn't. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, that's it. But it was two hours long, and I know that's too long. Right. So well, but we're doing the exorcism. I didn't choose so it. It's two hours long. But <laughs> as I say, I, I, yeah. always, I always have a way. I'm not. I'm a pretty, you know, but. Yeah, I think I don't know. Any other thoughts you want to throw in the exercise as we wrap up? No, I, I think we pretty much mind it. Yeah, no, I don't mind think... the gold out of it. Mm-hmm. All right, I got I got a question for you though, and you can Thank edit you. it. Yeah, um, have you seen the new the the believer? You said that you were going to see that or saw ten. I saw saw ten. Which, if you liked the saw, if you liked the first two saw movies is great i'll say that i mean did you did you... if you like i mean i like the entire franchise except for three so but um yeah so i enjoyed and... it okay but what yeah. so you haven't seen uh believer yet no i haven't i haven't seen any other exorcist besides this movie for the pod see i'm still on the uh on the fence uh no, I'll have to uh I don't want to watch the heretic because that looks like shit. Yeah. It's a weird it's a weird period for James Earl Jones in all honesty. Right. And you <laughs> uh, haven't seen the third one? No, I haven't seen the third one uh which which has the you know Dorif and everything. So this is my right. first first dive into it and it's like I can like you know I've never had COVID, so I could say I can smell shit from a mile away. So I didn't watch this right. the prequel. So the, the yeah, here in the past, I don't know, couple of years, if you go online, there's been a resurgence of uh, people in our saying the Exorcist uh, 
three is a great movie. It's awesome. Blah, blah, blah. Yeah. But if you, but if you watch it, it goes, it, it undoes everything that was done in exorcist one. Well, the, there's the thing about it. It was written and directed by the author of the exorcist. Yeah. William Peter Blatty. Right. Yeah. And his entire thing was, well, I I got this movie for you guys. It's like, yeah. Can you attach the word exorcist to it? So we know it will sell. Oh, yeah. okay. Well, right. That, that, that makes perfect, perfect. studio. Yep. sense. Yeah. 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 So. All right. Well, so. That, yeah. Uh, yeah. So um, I don't have much uh, else to say. Uh, thank you very much, uh, Jonathan, a man on fire, Romero. I, I, I'm thinking, and again, you can edit this out. Yeah, I gotta change that. That's a horrible name. I gotta change it because <laughs> it's it started. There were three of us writing for it, and at one point, and even then, I was like, "What's this got to do with movies?" Mm-hmm. So, I, not on Mastodon yet, but on other uh, sites, I've changed right. it. I've changed it to a a film worth fighting for. Okay, no, I, I, can, gotta, I I I'll like. I'm not uh, saying I won't edit this portion out. But no, oh, I'm, glad, I'm I'm glad to say, you know, all right, a film for fighting for her. All right. So that's how we yeah, we'll promote it. Yeah. I got to update my uh, my website. And... Right. Yeah. yeah. Took me yeah. took me a bit to find that. But yeah, it's like uh, prologues and promotions state of any podcast. Um, so we can find you. Where would you like to be found? I should say. Uh, Matt, Macedon is where I'm at right now. Uh focusing much of my attention to uh blue sky um i'm still on x i'm trying yeah. to uh yeah we're, we're all I'm, there <laughs> yeah i'm trying to get out of that simply because you know i, I don't want to support that um but right. there's a there's a there's a very good film community over there that none that they, they don't get involved in all the typical X stuff. Um, so I got to keep, and that's where I found a lot of my contacts. So I'll be on that, but just not posting as much. And then I've got a website, a mind on where I review movies, just ramble about movies. It's basically a movie website with some other, uh, things sprinkled into it simply because I haven't deleted, uh, any of the, the stuff off of it, but it's mainly movie focused, everything from independent cinema to, you know, the latest blockbuster right now. I'm in the process of researching. Uh, uh, I want to do a rich, a retrospective part two on Wayne Wang. Mm-hmm. Um, if people don't know Wayne Wang, they, they really need to jump on, on the bus. Uh, great director, forefront of the independent cinemas uh in the early 80s with like jarmush um all right yeah yeah so that's he he directed uh chan is missing um okay yeah very very stellar film um so that's what i'm doing right now um and that's where folks can find me if they want to all right well thank you very much jonathan romeo on that uh you can find you can find uh, the podcast on any podcast app, uh, 90 for Chill the Podcast with Cat Bus Russ. 
you can tell your Google devices at least play podcast by Cat Bus Russ, and it'll get you here. Uh, if you want to be a guest on the podcast, feel free to send an email to russthebus07 at gmail.com. That's R-U-S-S-T-H-E-B-U-S-07 at gmail.com. Offer me a movie, a theme, a director, an actor. Just try to focus on sub-100-minute material. But as this episode demonstrates, we can make anything work if you're willing to put the time in. <laughs> um, otherwise, uh, you know, you can follow me on Twitter. I don't call it X, like... I'm not going to give Elon that bullshit uh, at at Catbus Russ, and um, yeah. Uh, all there, otherwise, all I have to do is uh, thank Sasha Marie Harden, which is the entire uh, kind of thing about me believing that spirits exist, because she is at least making sure I don't do anything too stupid. <laughs> and uh th- thanks for her attention and i hope she's doing the same for anybody else she touched in her life and i hope she's enjoying the uh ever annoying presence of the one-eared angle angel skimble <laughs> i mean he he was a great cat he would talk to you he'd try to converse and it's like oh you're just a like oh <laughs> you're not you're not you're not sophisticated like my kitty ava but you you don't realize you're you don't realize as a feline you're superior to humanity you just lack fun thumbs Mm -hmm. (laughs) so thank you very much for that thank you very again jonathan for coming on the podcast uh it's great material i will uh definitely edit out my cuss words yes i can't wait to get back to uh Dare I say Veterans Day, if you want hints, people, <laughs> what's coming up. Mm-hmm. And, and uh, we got our we got our thing planned, right? Right. That's why that's what I'm hinting at. So Oh, sorry. No, no worries. No worries. I'm not I know it's like it's weird when I'm at places and I make a comment and then it's like some people don't get it. Okay, no, I get it. And then somebody's trying to be clever to me and I don't get it. It's like Oh, I tried not to I, do that. I'm sorry. Well, well, no, it's like one of those, like, am I an asshole for not getting it? Or like, am I, or are you just too far behind? A little work, I can sculpt you into the perfect cynic. But I don't think um, customer service is a place for me to do that. So thank you. All right. Well, thank you again, Jonathan. We'll uh, hear this yep. should yep should be on the tenth, and I I I really appreciate you uh, making me watch a great movie. Dare I say, I wanted to watch The Exorcist for a long time, but you know, I I mm-hmm. I can always use that push. Awesome. All right. Well, thanks uh, for coming on the podcast, and have yourself a good night. You too. Thank you. Can I hear a wahoo?